All right, welcome to Light Up the Sky podcast, episode number six, and we are here, 1984, the last Dave album. Some say the high water mark, some say the end of the band. Uh, let's find out. Let's talk more. Let's dive in to the album that followed Diver Down, 1984. Um, obviously, debuted in the year 1984 and um let's get our opening opinions from the group this is going to be a good discussion i'm looking forward i've been looking forward to this we're recording this a day late um you know thanks to um our uh, mother's day celebrations and uh let's start out with uh kevin you're first give me your opening thoughts on 1984 uh so this obviously we all know this album right we've heard the hits but this is kind of an uneven album when i was going into this because you knew the hits and i had listened to it a ton of times of course but some of these other songs you know not as familiar with uh just songs like top jimmy drop dead legs house of pain things like that and these were the songs that i was looking forward to revisiting on these listens and i i noticed that now, the hits definitely stand up well, but there is, I feel, still some of that unevenness that, that's going on there. And it's just, uh, I don't even know how to put my finger on it, really. It, it's, it's not like the songs are, are, are bad. It's just something going on that's just, that separates the hits from some of the other songs. And I, overall, I would give this about, you know, I'd say a solid 7 or 8 out of 10 still. That's a really solid number. I mean, I, I was pumped up for this show, this album. Um, you know, I'll, I'll lay it out there. This is uh, this and 5150 following this have always been the peak of Van Halen for me. Um, I'm, I mean, just just kind of just, you know, what I like as as music is just really that. I mean, I, I respect this album as kind of the pinnacle of their career, the high points, um, you know, I, and I've always respected artists, even outside of music that. Um, who can balance virtuosity with technical ability. And I love that. I mean, I, I don't think it's enough just to sit in a practice room and shred on YouTube. And, you know, like the, I, I love the artists, um, you know, or the filmmakers or those who are able to make something that's artistically respectable, yet a monster hit. They can, they can placate the masses, yet throw something in there that shows how they're not just churning out garbage or they're just not this is not just a paint by numbers piece they are true artists and this is the album that really represents that for me for van halen um and i think a little bit of 5150 as well because i don't want to get into that because we're a discography show and we go in discography order but i am going to go up there and i'm going to give this to start a 9.5 almost perfect (laughs) And yeah, everyone's got to flush something and everyone's got to terminate something. So we'll see how my opinion changes, see if you guys can drag it down for me. But I'm shooting high. I'm shooting a 9.5 on uh, 1984. Chris? Uh, yeah, I kind of am swinging more towards uh, you, Mark. Um, funny enough, again, this was an album. I mean, really, when you think about it, you think of the big hits on here. I mean, you think of Jump, you think of Panama. But it's funny, again, like with some of the other albums, um, after really digging into it, I mean, there's some incredibly well-written songs on here, um, ranging from the heavy all the way into the great pop uh, sensibilities. I mean, that Van Halen was uh, was really good at. 
Um, it was funny. This is a, a statement that kind of popped into my head, and you guys can can argue with me later if you agree or disagree. But uh, uh, I felt um, that uh, that this album really did kind of have the as far as the heaviest moments on here, had the heaviness of Fair Warning, but had the accessibility of Diver Down. When you listen to the, like, the melodies are very, are a little bit more accessible for the kind of the average listener, but it still has that kind of punch to the gut feel, um, which I'll leave when we get more into the song, uh, the songs individually themselves. But, uh, uh, but I, yeah, I just think, yeah, it's, uh, again, because this is one of the few albums, I mean, again, aside from the hits, that I never really dug into, uh, just because it was such, I mean, the hits were such uh, very strong moments on the album, but uh, when you dig into it, I mean, uh, Girl's Gone Bad, I mean, there's some very interesting guitar moments on here. Um, and funny enough, I mean, you can you can argue as far as the, uh, the keyboard, uh, I mean, because that became a big contentious thing for a lot of older Van Halen fans, but I think it's very well balanced on here. I think Eddie finally stopped uh, with it maybe exception to the intro 1984 track, but for the most part, I mean, the two uh, electro songs on here are very solid, very well constructed. Uh, um, and um, I, at least in my opinion, for somebody with an eclectic taste, um, I think they fit really well into the kind of the whole feel of the album. Um, Where are you out of 10? Uh, I'm going to have to go with you, Mark, uh, 9 out of 5. Uh, and that was after really digging into it uh, and really kind of paying attention. And I'm like, well, he, like, yeah, this is actually a lo- much better record than I yeah, than I kind of initially gave it credit for. So, yeah, strong 9 out of fi- uh, 9.5 out of 10. Alex, where are you, with us or are you with Kevin? Yeah, I don't know. You guys are kind of pushing this record a little bit higher up in my yeah. mind. Not, not that... <laughs> Not that it's a, a a low point at all. I mean, obviously not. Like, arguably, you know, for most fans, it's either the debut or 1984 or the big records that I would say most mainstream Van Halen fans go to, especially for the Dave era. Um, yeah, I mean, this one's interesting. I, I think for me, I'm definitely more of a fan of, I think, maybe the less well-known records and and you know, forever who listened to the show before that will know like what my favorite Dave era record is. But yeah, listening to this one again today, you know, outside of the hits, I've always been more of a fan of the deep cuts on this record, just because yeah. again, it's one of those things where, like I say, every show kind of grew up with the band and listened to it so much that the hits sort of not get annoying, but it's like, Oh, I've heard them so many times. I, I like the songs that less people talk about. So, I mean, there's one song on this record that I would have to say is, Again, like a top five Van Halen track, uh, especially after, well, I'll, I'll get to it later on in the show, but watching that one live really pushed it towards the top of the pack for me. So uh, it, it's re- a really impressive record, too, especially when Eddie's jumping more into keys. I mean, he put that to the forefront on this record, and I don't know so much if Dave and, and Ted Templeman really appreciated that so much, but uh, I even think his guitar playing was in a way sort of reinvented on this record. It's less maybe bluesy and pentatonic kind of shreddy but getting weird chord voicings like on girl gone Mm -hmm. bad just really kind of interesting and and that's kind of where you could see where his guitar playing is going to go into the sammy era where it's hard to describe but it's i don't know if it's the alan holdsworth influence but it's definitely less kind of mainstream shreddy rock and it gets a little bit more uh impressive in a way like stuff you've never heard before so yeah uh after listening to a day today it, it jumped up a little higher in my pack i think i'm more similar to kev and maybe like the seven or eight range i would mm-hmm. get it just because like i said uh, 
I think I appreciate a little bit more of the deep cut records and the fact that this is everybody's favorite and it's primarily like a hit record. I, I tend to not play it as much, but the deep cuts are so strong in it. So yeah, I'll, I'll give it an eight on this one, I think. Yeah, this one, like I, I just kind of wanted to clarify my thoughts a little bit. If I were hearing this for the first time on this show, I can imagine my mind being blown by this album. Yeah. You right. know, hearing 1984, Jump, Panama, Hot for Teeth, you know, all the hits that, that you know, along with all the other deep cut songs, I can just be like, oh man, you know, what a tour de force. But it's tough for me just because those hits, you've heard them so much. And it's not to say I don't like them, right. but sometimes I'm just hearing like the opening to Panama. Great riff, great guitar playing. It's fun to play on the guitar. Yeah. But man, just because of the number of times I've heard it, especially, you know, I was going to bring this up later, but at the Blackhawks game, they always play the old, and then you're just like... I kind of get I kind of get sick and and it's not that the song is any worse it's a great song and you know think about you know all these great songs on here but it's like that that's kind of what why I'm not on the nine out of ten and I'm kind of on the seven or eight well I mean last episode we were talking about two things we were talking about um, Van Halen evolving as songwriters, becoming less for the musicians focused and a little bit more striving to put together an interesting song that could reach the masses. And, you know, I, I definitely see that in this album. And also with Eddie, um, his playing Alex kind of was, was going there a little bit. And I definitely had a thought here. I was talking last record about, you know, it was just a point where Eddie hit the wall. Um, and he didn't really continue to innovate past this. And he was more about trying to find interesting tones on the guitar, bringing in keyboards, you know, experimenting with different voicings. Um, you know, I feel like in some ways, this is the apex of Eddie Van Halen, this record, because not because of the skill or the virtuosity, but because this is where he took the torch and he was representing the guitar with a diamond selling record. He was now the guitar hero. And, and like he was before, but it wasn't necessarily, you know, like not everybody knew that. And I think this is the record where you say Eddie is carrying the torch for the electric guitar. And, you know, it's an, we can get into an interesting discussion on like, you know, when did he lose it? Where to go next? I'm mean, like, like personally, like, I don't know, like Slash maybe I think would be the next guitarist mm -hmm. to carry that torch but like i think this album right here is where eddie took the torch and said like i am the guitar player and i am the guitar hero for america this is where he started so that's where you know that's my thought on this album is in terms of guitar uh, playing. yeah Alex? that's an interesting point i mean I, I was gonna get into uh i don't know if we wanted to talk about any old stories we had with this record because when you were talking i thought of a few but uh, I'll, I'll get to that in a sec that is an interesting point mark because if you think about it, I don't, I mean, obviously we weren't around in 1984, so I'd be interested to know how many people were introduced to this band on this record, maybe through a song like Jump or Panama, or was probably played on the radio a lot more than, you know, maybe a Dance Night of the Way, Dance the Night Away or And the Cradle Will Rock. And the thing is, is on those hit songs like Jump, for example, I mean, Eddie's gone down and said that that's his favorite in guitar in song guitar solo he's ever did so he's taking such a huge pop hit and putting arguably one of his best guitar solos in it so you're getting like you know the 
you know, maybe the the collegiate football player, the high school football player or whatever, who's like, oh, I want to listen to this like pop party track. But like, whoa, this guy's playing, you know, this this in this guitar solo that I've never heard before. So in a way that I guess that's kind of true where mm-hmm. he's really showing the world like what he can do. And he's not he's not necessarily writing like a simple guitar solo that will go with the the basic kind of danciness of the track. Like he's still shredding and showing off, right. which is cool. It definitely is much more of a songwriting album, though, as far as that perfect blend of songwriting with guitar, where it's not just, okay, well, I'm just going to pick up this record and listen to a guy shred for whatever, or just kind of uh, just showing off on guitar. It's a very, it's very well constructed uh, you know, with the guitar playing, with the melodies are very catchy. And so maybe this, you could say this was Eddie's moment as far as bringing the guitar to a largest, mm-hmm. the largest mass uh yeah compared to some of the other records uh so that i agree with yeah yeah and and there's there's something present in this album that you just felt like as much strife as there were within the band sometimes some of the greatest art uh is created Mm -hmm. with that i'm like you know i like great art but you know i'm thinking like the groundhog day harold ramus and bill murray not even talking to each other or right um you know like like paul thomas amberson and um uh what's what's the actor's name um in Boogie Nights, uh, Burt Reynolds wouldn't even, yeah. they wouldn't even look at each other, you know, and, and they just created one of his best performances of all time. Yeah. You know, so there's a moment as an artist where everything you touch turns to gold. Like sometimes it turns to dirt, like sometimes it turns to gold. And I feel like the band, just everything was, was just turning to gold. They were just, um, you know, they were alchemists at, in 1984. So right. yeah, let's, let's jump into it track by track. Can't wait. Let's go. Sure. Yeah. Let's kick this thing off with, uh, the title track of this album 1984 and it starts off with a a big synthesizer here. that i've always loved that intro that's like one of my favorite musical pieces on the whole record i, I don't know if i would go as far as to say like a warm I mean, use my warm blanket analogy but it's close on that one it is there's, there's something right. about like yeah. that chord change at the very end I, i'd have to like dive into exactly what part i'm talking about where it kind of falls back down it like it reaches this pinnacle and kind of falls back down there and this is one of those yeah and, and this is one of those songs that uh, you know, like I've said in other episodes, my intro to this band was kind of through that best of both worlds comp. And for the hit, it was mainly, a, you know, it's a, it is, it's a greatest hits record. So they didn't really put any of those intro songs on there. So they didn't put Intruder in front of Pretty Woman and they didn't put 1984 in front of Jump. So I, I would always hear Jump on the radio and I was pleasantly surprised to hear this intro when I put the record on leading into it. And also, you know, seeing them on that 0708 tour, I'm pretty positive that they actually played this like before going into jump which was the encore of that tour mm-hmm. so yeah I, this is one of my favorite instrumental i know like on some of the past records like maybe a you know saturday or is it saturday afternoon in the park or like a you know a mm-hmm. intruder this is my favorite example of that instrumental intro track 
You know, you know what's funny about this track leading off yeah. the album is they put those tracks deeper into the record, right. um, and this is right up front. I mean, it's right. almost like Eddie is throwing a f you out there to Dave, just saying like, "Okay, keyboards, yep, yeah, my that's... album, my band, uh, mm-hmm. my name on it. We're we're going keyboards with with yeah. whether you like it or not." Right? Yeah, that's actually, yeah, yeah, that's actually what I was gonna say. That this is, you could say this could be historically significant because this is the moment where Eddie's yeah. kind of putting his foot down and like, okay. "Okay, this is my band." And this is where we're, it's like, I'm not, uh, I'm not, we're not going to do the no keyboards and I'm just a guitar player thing. And, uh, and this is probably the strongest, uh, way he could have done this was just to force it right out of the, uh, right out of the box. I mean, you, you start the record and it's just that circa 1984 heavy synth and it's like, okay, well, I got, I got a comment on that. I mean, right, Chris, you, know, okay, you made guess... an interesting point last episode, um, about, um, what was that song you were saying? Just sounds, oh, pretty woman just sounded right out of 1982. Mm-hmm. Um, and the more and more they introduce synths, the more and more they box themselves into a specific era. And that's like, this is so 19. Like I, I, I see Terminator, yep. I see John Carpenter. Yep. Like, and, and like, it's interesting how this band is almost like, it's almost kind of like a retrograde motion to where early on their sound was timeless. And now we're starting to almost get into more dated Van Halen the further we go in their discography. And I don't know what everyone else thinks about that. Like how, how uh, you know, is, is this, uh, is this kind of, you know, is this song just almost a little dated or does it sound almost a little corny or is it still classic? I don't know. Yeah, maybe you heard it so many times it's just, you can't hear it any other way. All right. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's any more. I mean, when I think of this particular era, I think the strongest as far as being stuck in a particular. And again, I love this other band as Huey Lewis. I mean, when you think that, that's that's oh, that's yeah. that's mid 80s, that's oh, nowhere yeah. else. I mean, not even early 80s or late 80s. You think of that, you think of like Back to the Future, 1985, like that. Those two or three big records they had. It's just right there. Uh, I don't think necessarily here yeah well yeah of course i mean the electronica songs but as far as the rock songs i think are a little bit more where i think multiple generations can appreciate it oh it's uh, weird but, i'll jump yeah. in before, just before kevin gets his thought in but yeah. um the uh you know i i had criticized some of the past instrumentals for sounding like 90s video game music and right. um and all of a sudden now mm-hmm. we have something that just doesn't sound like 90s video game it sounds like 1980s film score <laughs> it's it's almost like eddie was like too innovative backed off and just said you know what i'm just right, gonna write yeah. something that is just you know, two hands now, on the synth, just patch it up right. for me and, and re- let it rip. Right. Yeah, right. The word that I wrote down for this song was bold. Because I, I can't mm-hmm. imagine, you know, being a Van Halen fan, running out to the record store, grabbing this album, throwing it on, and then hearing this segue into Jump. Yeah. Like, what, yeah. what a shock that would be overall right so i I think it's it's a bold start it's right in your face and you know of course it's one of those things i'm imagining that now after the fact but i think about when i heard this as a kid you know i love this song just that ethereal sense that it brought it it was really something else but so yeah it it was you know i think it still holds up um overall but yeah yeah, i I think i have to agree with mark said with what mark said that it, it does date itself yeah. a yeah. bit yeah not that i don't love it i mean because i love i mean a lot of the music i listen to now is kind of synth wave but you can tell it's not it doesn't have that kind of timeless feel to it but uh uh but yeah still very interesting because it just shows like this is probably yeah i don't think you could have eddie could have yeah kind of stamped his foot down harder on where the direction he wanted to go to then they were just firing right from the beginning it's like no we don't have like a intruder or a uh or any other weird little like in the middle of the album it's like nope 
this is uh, this is uh, this is what I'm doing, and people are going to have to. There are tens of millions of fans around the world are going to have to get used to this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, and I know we're like we've spent some time on this track, and this could go for either right. this track or the next track. But it was it ever confirmed that it was Dave who wanted no keyboards because he sure went full on keyboard uh, when he went solo. Yeah, I right. I think I don't know if it was uh, maybe him and maybe Ted Templeman a little bit. I know there was some reading that I was that I came across where that was. Also, in part of his sentiments, like, no, we're like a guitar band. Okay, to keep the keyboards to either a minimum or just leave them off completely. So uh, I think I think it was a little bit of both um, in regards to uh, yeah, yeah, who was giving um, Eddie crap about that uh, about that part of his sensibilities. And Alex, For we sure. were laughing last episode about um, <laughs> what, what, what was the uh, song leaving out. Um, I have to look at the notes for the song here. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, is that leaving out little guitars or something? And uh, no, pretty woman pretty just a- ending with intruder. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. And, and, and just like, could you just do uh, 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 1984 in a Panama? Yeah, you could because it. I mean, it, it fades off better. Where intruder is a pretty abrupt cut, so that'd yeah, be a pretty right. fun <laughs> listen. But yeah, no, this would actually work, but. Yeah, no, I love how it fades into jump. I think it's great. Just that classic saw synth sound. Uh, mm-hmm. I love. It. One thing I was thinking of, and I'll I'll be uh, real quick here. Um, one band I was thinking of. Uh, so we're at 1984, and not to brush off too far into another band, but I'm thinking of Rush, another band that's like I think all of our favorites, where they started incorporating keys, and I know that was more I think on Getty. Getty Lee's side, and and I know mm-hmm. Alex Lifeson didn't really appreciate it. I mean, I think he went along with it, but like especially later on in the '80s, they didn't like it. So I I just find it kind of interesting. Where I don't know, I wonder if those bands were thinking about each other when they did this. Where you got some guys in the band who are like, oh, full on, let's let's jump in with the times and make our own version of the the '80s synth right. stuff. And then you got some guys in the band where it's like, no, I I don't want this at all. I want raw guitar, bass, and drums. So just kind of a thing I thought of there. Yeah, I mean, there was always it was always one one or two guys that uh, it was always a strife within the band. That it seems like whenever the story came up, it's not uh, they went all the way there. But yeah, let's let's get into it. Let's yeah. uh, we're going all the way. Keyboards, guitar, <laughs> yeah. backstage, right. and it's tough. It's tough to change a direction when your stuff is selling like this did. say this is just exactly what i was referring to when everything you touch turns to gold and you know they could have come up with a more perfect synth patch a more 
you know, simple, catchy, you know, some of those sus chords in there are just, you know, so simple, but perfect. You know, the kind of thing that I would try to write and it would just sound like garbage. Like it would just sound derivative or horrible. <laughs> like, like they just nailed it. And, and, and that's just, yeah, well, I mean, I, I'm just saying, oh, okay. So last week it was music school. This week it's just <laughs> like, I can't even play like a jump like just on the keyboards, but like, this is just a, uh, um, just, just a, a moment of gold for them. I think, you know, keyboards are not criticize it or not. Like they wrote a pop track. Yeah, I mean, who knows? This could also be again. I mean, Eddie started out as a as a keyboard player. I mean, or just a piano player. Him and his brother. I mean, right. going back to when they were young. So maybe that was always there. Maybe even stronger than their what he brought to the guitar, where it was always just kind of fermenting there for years and years, just through all that early piano influence. And then all of a sudden, here it's like, okay, now I can finally bring all this stuff I've been working on since I was like seven or eight years old. Yeah. 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 Maybe that's just that those years of. Or in just starting out at that point as in his musical journey, yeah, that that uh, it was only it was kind of inevitable that he would kind of bring in something that just clicks like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is maybe my introduction to the band. I mean, I know I think we were talking about sort of stories and how we got introduced to the band on record one, and I remember mentioning you know driving in the back seat and you know dad having the fifty one fifty record on in the car, but. I don't know if that would have happened before this, but I vividly remember, you know, us, you know, Chicago suburb boys would know uh, on going down I-90 towards the city. I remember driving. I was in the back seat. I don't know why I was going down to the city, but I remember jump just that opening synth line coming on. I think it was probably on 97.9 the loop. And I don't know if I I don't I don't know if I knew who the band was. Um, I don't know if they would have announced it, you know, before or after the song. But I just remember getting so hooked to that synth lead and it's it's such a huge track i mean and, and, and there's funny stories about this song that uh it's a cool if, if you get a chance to go on youtube I, I have to find it but it's a recent interview or not recent but maybe within like the last five or ten years it's uh dave over in japan and he's on some kind of weird like not not like a tv show but he's like on some kind of japan internet video and they're asking him about this song and he talks about the bpms of this song and i think it's either like 128 or 129 beats per minute and he goes it is the perfect song to dance to he's like it's the we found this because it's like you could you could have in your left hand you could have a drink and then you can have a girl in your right hand and it's like and it's like the perfect song to be able to dance to and balance both without either one spilling and i remember <laughs> i remember when, when my band was That's recording great. our like our last record we, we found a song and we couldn't find the bpm we like we want it to be kind of dancing and a pop track and i'm like I, I pulled up that video. I'm like, guys, it should be this BPM, and that's what we stuck with. It's like the perfect <laughs> dance pop song, and there's a great version of this song that this is one of the songs that Sammy played with the band, and I go to this concert yeah. a lot, but if you could watch the version from the 95 Balance Tour in Toronto, they play this, and that's got to be one of my favorite. It's a really cool part right where it gets to the synth solo, like right after the guitar solo. It like pans out and does like this sort of drone footage of Toronto. And I always think of that when I think of this song. There's like this one guy in the crowd and he's like crying and he's rocking out. And I'm like, that's me. <laughs> Whenever I hear this song, it's just perfect. It's just the tones are heavier. <laughs> I, I, I guess I'm not really talking about this the specific structure of the song, but I, I indulged a little bit there. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah 
Kevin, I think you're next. Um, yeah, I, I too have a story about this song. You know, I think I might have told it in the first episode. Actually, it was sitting at the Rand Road light, and Mark will know where this is. Where it's by right by two ninety four. Now remember that cross street. Yeah. And uh, mom in the 1992 Dodge Grand Caravan song came on and it was blasting and the car was shaking as from the force <laughs> of this song. <laughs> mom cranking the van. <laughs> mom, mom will admit it too that it, I just remember it being so loud. I feeling my seat shake. Just mom and I in the car. Oh, but, I wasn't there? <laughs> no, you were not there. I think you, I that was when I was in uh, preschool and you would have been in regular school. After that, you know, of course, I, you know, I remember liking the song when I was a young kid. Had no idea what it was. But now when I listen to it, I listen to all the little things. The little guitar parts that you don't hear. The synth, you know, there's there's more than one synth yeah. going on. Yeah. Just those little synth parts that I just love. Mm-hmm. And, and the synth during the guitar solo, you know, as great as that guitar solo is, what is the synth doing? It's so interesting because you're like, how did he come up with this classic guitar solo? And you hear the synth that's going, did it, did it, did it. You know, if I were to come up with a guitar solo over that synth line, it'd just be me fumbling around like a moron. But no, it comes up with this amazing guitar solo. Yeah, I mean, I, I say there's a, there's a lot of details, just even in the, the chugging of the guitar um, during the chorus, but only, I believe, on the second and final choruses. You just have just a little, just like, just this little chugging guitar. It just fits in so well. Yeah. And I, I wanted to play a section of this song here, and I, I you know, I know we pick out a 30-second uh, uh, golden clip for the beginning of the episode, and I'm not saying this is my pick, but... I think this clip right here really confirms that we are out of the California beach scene. Perfect. And we are firmly in light up the sky territory because that's what I picture when I hear this. I mean, if you don't see the video from this feed, everyone is air drumming. Oh, like we are. I knew you were doing that section. Yep. That is just, we are firmly in light up the sky era for Van Halen. Now this is stage music. This is just like Alexei drone shot of, of Toronto. Um, you know, it is just like, we're out of the California beach scene. We are, we are here. We have arrived. I love it. Uh, did you want any thoughts on this, Chris, or you want to segue to Panama? Um, I, I think I pretty much kind of covered. I mean, yeah, pretty much everything that you said. Yeah, this is definitely yeah, kind of yeah, moving outside of the, the beaches and kind of in the in the city on the strip. Yeah, just living it. Yeah, it's yeah, just a perfect strip, night. Man. Yeah, think of that. Uh, so, yeah, but there and there's a lot of those on here. But that one definitely kind of yeah, kind of lays the foundation for that uh, for that sentiment. But sure. uh, but uh, but yeah, let's jump into uh, Panama. Sure. Well, let's hit it here. What an ending! I mean, they 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 uh, yeah. just laid it out there. I mean, it, it, you know, I'll uh, 
um, you know, we didn't play the intro riff there, but it's interesting how when I listen to this and listening to it in detail, I mean, it's a song I've heard just like jump a million times. Um, but there are not one, not two, but there are three opening riffs to that song. And, you know, I have to make an odd comparison here. So cue up the Mark's odd comparisons. But you know what I hear in this song? <laughs> I hear Children of Bodom's Are You Dead Yet? It is a riff yeah, that's an odd parade. <laughs> it is. Uh, listen to it. I listen. I was like, oh, those, this, like, it's like a riff parade. You know, bands, and, and, and like, that was Bodom's Peak, too, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was just, uh, um, you know, just, just like when you can come up with three riffs to open up your track, blend them all together, make it sound seamless and just make it iconic. It, it's it's great. It's, it's another to gold moment that, that they hit on the record. Well, that was something that we talked about before in a previous album. And I mentioned the dream is over. And I know, you know, we might talk about that later. But yeah, you're right. You know, you got the opening intro, you got the verse riff. I mean, just and then you, the catchy chorus, like everything came together so well for this song. And, you know, that middle part, too. You know, it's just with with Dave and the the car. Oh uh, no, yeah, I know. Oh, Alex mentioned. Yeah. yeah, Alex mentioned the not the first time from episode one. Not the first time band yeah. members' car is on the album, and here it is. I'm, I'm you glad know, you picked up on that. Eddie, yeah. Eddie's Lamborghini Mura yeah. here on, on the yeah. album. So, this and of is, course the uh, yeah the whole story about Dave and the lyrics to this song too always fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is definitely the like the definitive Van Halen driving West Coast song. I mean, you just think again, it's the song you think you're uh, you're driving along. Yeah, just uh, yeah, uh, yeah, just right along the beach. You've got the hood down. You got your friends and your gals with you, and it's just yeah, the sun's out. Yeah, and it's just like uh, yeah, this whole FES song. Yeah, I, yeah, it's it's just. It was probably. I don't think they ever kind of laid down that type of sentiment more than they did here. Because, uh, I mean, Van Halen was definitely kind of uh, like a radio, like in your car band. But this one, this is the song that I think really kind of exemplifies that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a huge song, uh, obviously, like one of the biggest hits the band has ever had. Um, <clears throat> yeah, great guitar work, great background vocals. Yeah. Great solo. Like, this is a really fun yeah. one to play for any guitar players out there. Because, you know, I mean, the solo is definitely you know tricky because it's got you know some some cool pentatonic runs going and of right. course like the the single note tapping and things like that but just a, a really fun song to play uh and i feel like a lot of bands might have used this song um it's hard to describe like unless you're kind of seeing it but it starts off sort of like that e major power chord and like the little sus notes and things and you know being a guitar player and trying to learn a lot of these sort of 80s like hair metal riffs you see a lot of these moves like you see it in rat with round and round you see it in wingers 17 uh sort of kind of doing a lot of the same sort of vibes i'm like oh i wonder if a lot of those guys took that from panama or Maybe not. I don't know, but yeah, yeah I mean, I, it's a great point with those riffs. I mean, this is kind of where the jigsaw puzzle riffs started coming together. Yeah, and, and the last thing I'll say about this song, uh, my definitive version, and I keep talking about this concert, and I think, <laughs> and I think it'll be pretty obvious once we get into the Sammy, Sammy era, what my favorite Sammy era is. But again, if anybody gets a chance, 1995 <laughs> Molson Amphitheater, Toronto. Last song of the show, <laughs> they played this song. All right, it's in. I want to say maybe they even bumped it up to standard tuning, which 
if anybody listens, this song's in, in E flat, but they play this right. and, you know, and a famous live thing that the band did was uh, Alex would introduce the song sort of like a big Tom beat. And it's the same way on the live right here, right now show. Um, and if you get a chance to listen to that version, right when it kicks into the dun, 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 they do that part and Eddie and Mike jump off the riser at the same time and the camera starts spinning. And I always go to that version because it's like the heaviest thing I had ever heard. I don't know what it is about Eddie's tone there, but it just made that song just huge for me. Because, yeah, I mean, the 80s production is a little thin on some of this stuff and it kind of hides how heavy this song really is. So once, you know, Eddie started beefing this stuff up in the 90s, you know, with the with the chorus and the sort of the harmonizer and stuff and really beef those songs up. It's like, man, I love this song way more now. Like I really hear like the full potential of how heavy this track was. You know, Alex, you mentioned the solo. I got to play this, this, this start of it right here. Yes. Don't you hear Chuck Berry? Oh yeah. Just kicking it, yeah. across oh, the street yeah, there. Oh, that is, yeah. Yeah. I love hearing yeah, that in, in the midst of a, I mean, you had just two, uh, songs that were just totally synth heavy, and now you get you get this is just classic the record, right, here, yeah. right down to the Dave uh, vamping in in the chorus. And I'm gonna have to uh, throw out a quick poll here. Um, is this the very best of the Dave freestyling? I think yeah, it is. I'm gonna put I think that out so. There. Yeah, you know I'm gonna vote yes on that one too. Chris. Yeah, I I would agree. I mean, this uh, yeah again kind of brings all of those elements uh, the, the the fun Van Halen with the heavy Van Halen with the melodic Van Halen. Yeah, are pretty heavily kind of. Yeah. I mean, I love this song. This was the first like full Van Halen song that I really like, where I got through all of it. I mean, I'm not really a lead player, but as far as riffing that I got through, and I was like very proud of myself. So yeah, this mm-hmm. so this song so this song has kind of a special kind of uh, meaning to me uh, as, as a guitar player. Um, yeah, the, it's got uh, a place in your heart. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Chris's, there, there's, yeah, there's my yeah, Chris's heart's uh, heart uh, robs. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> a place in Chris's heart. Yeah. Heart, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, this is an interesting one of where that was a good that was a good poll question. The only other thing I can think that maybe rivals this is you know everybody wants them like the mm-hmm. the little Dave talking bits you know in right. between the song. But yeah, this is definitely up there. It's so iconic and funny and. Yeah. Unchained, also, maybe. I don't know. I mean, he's just yeah. cool yeah. as ice in this. Not yeah. to borrow from Vanilla, but I mean, he's yeah. just Sorry. cool as ice can, in this. Yeah, I can edit that it, out it, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. It, no, it, no. It, I thought maybe you were borrowing from I, Foreigner just, for a second, but that's okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, just, just the way he just says he's a seat back, reach down between my legs. Yeah. It just, oh man, it's just such right. a, a nighttime, it just, is, yeah, just cool muscle car, just right. T tops and everything. Yeah, again, yeah, this, that's another great thing with this song is that it trans goes from like the day into the evening, even yeah, where right. you kind of as soon as it gets off the solo, that transition, all of a sudden it's just like that with huh. the breeze going, the breeze yeah. going through your hair. Yeah, the, just the headlights kind of on the that's why I mean, that's why but again, I'll save that for the for the love it or flesh it. But yeah, this song definitely is, on, is high on my list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, let's keep moving here, and we go to song Top Jimmy.
You know, it's funny, uh, and you've seen this in the past on other Van Halen records, where they have that one little song on there that almost has that kind of punk rock attitude, where it's, yeah, it just, uh, it just it's very short, but it kind of pummels you a lot of the time. Uh, but I do love how it starts out, where it's got like that kind of building, very clean kind of mm-hmm. yeah, harmonic thing, where you can tell it's going somewhere up the rails, like in a good way, yeah, where it's like, okay. Yeah, so somebody's about to bust the doors down, and then it does, and then it jumps right into that riff. And I just, yeah. I just, I just love. It. And I also love just the. It's funny the 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 the, uh, the guitar on here is very. It's like almost like a clean overdrive, like a very mm-hmm. Fendery. It's not really yeah. like a humbucker, a humbucker kind of overdrive. It's got that real kind of muscular single mm-hmm. coil sound, which I really love. It's interesting. I made a point about the or a note about the guitar sound too. It's like not super overdriven, but that doesn't mean the energy isn't there. Isn't there, right? It's got a ton yeah. of energy. It's so great. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the the, uh, the stereo guitar, the famous Ripley guitar used here, which makes this song so interesting. But I was going to say that this song is Kevin's stock is rising mm-hmm. on this song. <laughs> That's my patented <laughs> stock Stock is rising. Right. I was used stock that picks. This is, yeah, yeah. yeah this, <laughs> This is the one. Buy it now, people. <laughs> yeah, 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 Kevin's market watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just because, I, I don't know, I put this song on, you know, after Panama and Jump, you know, I had heard those. Man, the energy in this song, mm-hmm. you know, three minutes of, of pure energy. And even though it starts out, you know, kind of soft like that, just uh, mm-hmm. when the guitar comes in, right. and then with the little guitar fills, it's just so perfect. Yeah, I would agree. And like, here we are, we're getting into these deep cut tracks and we're getting into my favorite territory of this record. This is definitely, you know, one of the high points, one of my higher deep cut songs it, it's so weird like i guess i didn't really pay attention much to it before but there's a lot of different mood shifting and i think chris your last point about how in panama mm-hmm. how it's it's very kind of daytime and maybe sort of poppy like during the choruses and the verses but then you get right to that spoken word part and it gets dark and it gets nighttime i feel like it's sort of yeah. similar with this song yeah where it starts off you know, a little darker and a little kind of moodier. And then those verses are so poppy. Like, that's something you would hear on Diver Down. Like, that's a Diver Down verse or a Van Halen 2 verse. And then you get mm-hmm. into the solo, and it just totally changes territory again where, it, it you know, it slows yeah. down and a solo so wild. And I've always loved the background mm-hmm. vocals on this. This is just such a fun song. And, yeah, this is another one where that guitar tone, I've always kind of noticed that, where it's not as overdriven and sustaining as yeah. a lot, like not as roary. But I yeah. mean, the guy could do it all. Like he can try right. an acoustic. Like he's proven that he could do right. it all. It's fantastic. Yeah, I, right. Yeah, I didn't check to see what he was playing because I know he kind of he had like a normal like a Fender Strat that he would uh, record with. But uh, yeah, it was very unlike uh, everything else uh, uh, that you kind of hear on here, or just what he's known for in general. It's just got that real kind of clanky kind of yeah, single coil sound. But uh, um, and it also kind of reminds me, like I said in the beginning, as far as kind of that punk attitude, kind of like Sinner Swing, where that's, I think this is the Sinner Swing of this album, where it's a very short, very blistering, very mm-hmm. kind of like F.E.A. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Okay, okay yeah. I got to go the other way with this, because um, when I'm listening to this record, I feel like this is the one Van Halen record where the 80s template finally came together. You had your opener, um, mm-hmm. which is just kind of like a throwaway, you know, just to like a, set the mood. Then you had your up-tempo pop hit, which to know is the very first one we've had from Van Halen in their discography. It's always started out with a darker, more brooding tune. 
Um, oh, if we consider point. Jump our opener, I guess. Um, and then you have your follow-up, which is just a hard rocker. Just, you know, your Romeo's Delight a little bit earlier. But, um, uh, you know, as the second track, I suppose, if you count the intro. And you know what? I'm going to call this song. I'm going to call this song a ballad. This is the third track. It's your classic 80s template ballad. It almost sounds a little ballady, as, you know, to borrow a term from you, Chris, in the opener there with all the open harmonics. And like going by the strict definition of a ballad, which is, you know, a narrative set to music, if you listen to the lyrics, this is a ballad. Yeah, that uh <laughs> not buying it. Not buying it. Yeah. No, that, I'm, 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 I'm not buying that one. I'm not triggering yeah. the buy. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping I'm, yeah. I'm keeping quiet because that kind of leads into my section. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stay quiet on this one. But maybe I, I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I just hit with microphone pants. Just slapped in the face. Just, yeah, just I, hissing I, microphones I, in my ballot. Come on, somebody no. out there. This is the album. Yeah, well, ballot. I think I, I, I think you're looking. I think you're looking at a literal definition, which I don't know if. Uh, I mean, if you want to look at that, is the definition a kind of a leader or whatever you want to call it to like a narrative? I mean, yeah, I guess. But I mean, a lot of songs are. I mean, yeah, they had again. I mean, in, in all the other earlier Van Halen records, I mean, they had. Um, yeah, yeah, they had like dirty movies. I guess you could have said you could argue is a. Uh, a ballad by those by that uh, uh, description oh, where it's, it's a song uh, about yeah, a, yeah. an individual person, Jimmy. You know, like dirty yeah. movies is just kind of like this vague representation of this girl that everyone knew in high school. You know, it's it's a it, it, I don't know. Maybe I'm just biased because it's the third track of the album. It's the first thing that comes to mind when it plays. Okay. And you know, so you've listened to so many '80s records where it's the the crowd pleaser, then the hard rocker, and then the ballad for the chicks. You yeah. know, and like this okay. is not that, but like I just that's yeah. what I see in this. I don't know. Is this a yeah, new, a new, a new, mar- say, a new Mark will, section uh, going deep with ba- Mark? There yeah. is a ballad yeah. on this track. Maybe the first ballad I think I would consider. Uh, but it's not this one. But it's later on the record. Yeah, it's like the it's like. The, oh, you mean on this on this album? You mean right. okay? Okay, before yeah, before yeah, we yeah. leave this, maybe I'll make a more um, sane comment. Try to save yourself here. <laughs> to prove that I'm not yeah, just no. an idiot. All right, I gotta Too pipe late. something in the auto here because this point right here. Just see what you guys hear when you when you hear this right here. God. Thank you. You know what that is right there? I love that. That yeah. is hot for teacher foreshadowing. Yeah, those hits yeah. right there. I love that yeah. how they constructed that. Now it's here's just, a quick just question: a, that I a sign of what's to come is is yeah. this the first sign of the like '80s digital drums? Because I feel like I hear that a lot. I mean, I'm not a engineer. Maybe more the engineer producers can in the group can mention that. But that especially that I mean that's like kick drum. What he just did at yeah, the end I there. Don't know. But like when you get into 5150 territory, like Alex is using a lot more digital drums, and I wonder if I hear that on this record or there. I'm pretty sure this Simmons. is the first time he okay. used, started using the Simmons drums. Um, yeah, he used the kick, I think, on this album, and there's a combination of toms. From the video from the Panama video I watched, he, he used both regular toms and Simmons toms. Yeah. I mean, you can obviously hear the Simmons toms on Hot for Teacher. Cool. So, yeah, they, there's, they're, they're definitely on this album. Uh, yeah, let's keep moving here and close out side A with Drop Dead Legs. Nice white teeth, baby, 
What a strut. Yeah. That, I, think I, hit I mean, my- the hi-hat in the, in the verses there and just the, the intricate guitar work from Eddie. I mean, uh, Kevin started just before that, but you know, like, I know I'm dropping a lot of clips in here, but I got to throw in this little musical section here. And it's so interesting because in the context of the song, this is simply after the first chorus. I mean, like, you know, some bands got a verse, then a pre-chorus, then a chorus, then back to your verse and your pre-chorus and your second chorus and then your bridge, solo section, all that. Like, it's, it's pretty standard at this point. But this section right here, like this, I think this is the first song where I have noticed a post-chorus. I mean, that's its own section right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's one, it. actually, more than my favorite parts of that song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This, this Another, is incredible. Uh, if you guys don't mind, I'm going to steal a quick uh, comment here from Wisdom64 uh, off of YouTube yeah. here. The comment is, Drop Top 1986 Pontiac Fiero. A mullet, some weed, some booze. Enjoyed separately from driving, of course. And a gorgeous woman <laughs> in the passenger seat. Welcome to Van Halen, y'all. Eh, that's about all I have to say to that. <laughs> yeah no that's that's true again this is another kind of like beautiful girls yeah this is another yes. kind of quintessential california van halen i mean again you think this is this is the beach song you think yeah just yeah sunny looking kind of sitting at the at the food stand or whatever just looking over your shoulder again you see the yeah you see those look look the gorgeous I, california yeah yeah White. i mean Go ahead. I, was, I was sitting there talking two tracks ago about how we were firmly out of that era and here we are right back to it i mean <laughs> back I, I into think it, yeah. this song too like I don't know if I'm cool enough to walk to this song. Like, I don't know if I can strut to <laughs> yeah. this song like only a well, Dave could. Good, good, Dave, right? It was it was funny that you keep writing strut because, yeah, I actually have that in my typed out notes. Yeah, that strut was one of the first words. Yeah, that this yeah. is a strutting song. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I, oh, go ahead. You know what I have in my notes? I yeah. had to throw this in there. I was surprised Mark didn't mention it. But a shout out to the song having the lyrics, Giant Butt. Mm-hmm. And yes, I had to go look <laughs> that up. Oh, I gotta look it up is. that. <laughs> yep. You're right. In the this first might be one of my favorite songs of all time now. <laughs> Betty Boop. Yeah. Yeah. Betty Boop yeah. that. You're a giant <laughs> butt. Come on. Oh, yeah. It's in there. <laughs> that's my new ringtone. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he also, shouts you, it. Yeah, oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah I, I know. I can't believe I missed that. Where I got pulled up the lyrics here? Yeah, th- yeah this is uh, probably the pinnacle of Dave having fun on the record. Take that uh, steam giant butt. Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, uh, it's funny because is, here we go. Mark Mark stock, Mark stock is rising. <laughs> That's so funny. It, the comment I was going to make before that though is that it it almost feels like I don't know this is blasphemy or not, but like it could be on OU812. Yes. Yeah, this was yes. a. I, I wrote down Sammy song. This is a Sammy you did, song. Okay. Yeah. And, and it's funny you guys mentioned this because I was going to really talk about the guitar playing on the song. I mean. There's so much going on in the song that's so good. Dave having fun, the incredible back background harmonies that you know I'm always singing to. But I think it's the guitar playing that really steals the show on this. It's just so heavy. There's like, God, it's so perfect because it starts off with that reverb, like slightly distorted guitar, and then it just stomps and gets huge during the verses. And then I love that like almost chorusy, airy post-chorus bit that you played there but this is where it's so weird it's i was mentioning this at the start of the show where i feel like eddie's playing sort of evolved and this is going to sound 
really weird, but I don't know another way to explain it. But I feel like once he got from this record moving on through the uh, Hagar years, I don't know any other way to say it, but his guitar playing became very 80s. Like, I know that sounds very, like, generic, but... It, no, but I mean it in a good way. It's like it's le- it's less classic rock and a little bit more like progressive, like weird chord shapes, weird like inversions. Okay, so the, the rhythm, rhythm but just about. like the tones. It's like he's not just playing like you know ACDC kind of big like A D G like hard rock chords. Like he's inventing his own sort of way on the guitar where he's playing these chords and I, you're absolutely right like this is a song where especially guitar playing wise it would fit on 5150 or OU82 and there's another song later on in the record that does it too but like listen to Top Jimmy where it's almost a little bit more blues based where here it's like not dystopian but it almost gets like spacey almost it's weird right yeah yeah again yeah Top Jimmy is more of like the punk kind of just like uh, just balls to the wall rock song and then you get yeah then you get more into progressive Eddie uh but yeah on Drop Dead Legs yeah this is definitely a, another one of his kind of picturesque uh like rhythms so you, you again it's when you close your eyes and you can just kind of you can see the picture he's trying to paint with those riffs and with that uh even more so, and yeah, uh, Alex, if you can cue it up, I love the slow kind of strutting riff at two thirty six. Can you find that? I can get it. Hang on, one or what? Or any, or any or anybody wants to take that? <laughs> yeah. uh, I can have it. Two thirty six. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so much to de- 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 deconstruct in this album. They're yeah, so I know. Yeah. Absolutely. And let's uh kick the tempo up a notch from that. Not like that was a slow song, but let's go to a real burner with Hot for Teacher. You know, Mark, you made the comment about Panama being the Dave Vamp song. I think you could make an argument for this one as well. I got just, some just, comments later on that. Oh, okay, okay. But yeah. I, the, the other interesting thing about this one is uh, you almost have to start talking music videos a little bit, too. Mm-hmm. This is when they get very iconic in terms of the music videos of right. what's going on here. And yeah. I had to go watch this one again, and, you know, right. it, it's, yeah, this, it's 100% blast. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, yeah, the, and the video definitely helps, yeah, kind of propel the, the imagery of the song. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think you can kind of t- take one without the other. You know, I, uh, I have a challenge here for anybody. Um, is there a song in existence 
in the hard rock genre that has a greater intro and outro? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. That's a, that's a good it is hard, yeah, because it does get you. And it kind of has that building kind of uh, wanky guitar that you kind of, I don't think, I, don't, I wouldn't say that it's as heavy as like Mean Street, but it's kind of got that. Yeah, that kind of little, like, I don't know what, what you might call that, that weird tapping moment. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 the only thing I could think of is Kickstart My Heart, and this this is better yeah. than Kickstart My yeah. Heart. Yeah. 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 And I, I only didn't play the intro just because it'd take us a while to get into the meat of the song, but I know exactly what you mean. I, when you played it for me originally, back when I was younger, Mark, I remember there's another one of those standing from the boombox moments. It sounded like mm. a classic car, just yeah, rumbling. Right. Yeah, it also sounds like Van Halen too. I mean, like with your uh, example of "Kickstart My Heart," I mean, sounds like an '80s like hair metal song. As much as I love that song, but when you hear "Yeah Hot for Teacher," you kind of think Alex's drum, yeah, just drumming style. It's, it's yeah. high point in yeah. Van Halen. I think. I think this might be yeah. Alex's high point, it, like in terms of just popularity. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I would think maybe right. uh, "Late Up the Sky" is probably a, a, a better deep cut for Alex, but uh, I think this is his high point. Right, yeah, as far as kind of, yeah, if you want to say commercially, maybe. Yeah, yeah. moment. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with this. This is one of these songs where, like, when I was younger, first listening to this, I couldn't, I didn't, it's weird. I feel like I didn't comprehend what double bass drumming was until I got into, I don't know, maybe, like, high school. It was like, I, I grew up, like, listening to this song in maybe, like, fourth grade, maybe fourth or fifth grade. I, like, started listening to this song, and I heard this drumming. And I didn't, I didn't really comprehend that there was a way where you could drum with two feet. You know, I, I always thought of single pedal. So when I'm listening to the song, I was, like, trying to figure, like, how is this guy play? Does this guy have eight arms? Like, how is he, play- yeah. <laughs> how is he playing this with just, you know, one kick pedal, and is it, like, two drum tracks going at once and still to this day like i know that he's you know doing double kick there and he's also doing a lot of tom work but like still to this day i like listen to this song and i'm still kind of like blown away that he was able to do this like it still sounds like two drum tracks to me it sounds like maybe he's doing like you know keeping the the rhythm going on the two feet and then doing some tom work but then he's like overdumbing over like other toms on top of it it just it doesn't sound like there's one drummer doing this it's insane to me it's funny i i was in a the band not that long ago and this was actually one of the songs that we play like we were like a hardcore punk band and we would hope we would Mm -hmm. open our shows like a few shows we opened with this like we just we just played up until the verse just as like a joke and and people loved it but I remember like our drummer was great, but just trying to watch him play this, he didn't have a double kick, but it really just <laughs> like, he was never going to be able to do it justice. So, you know, no slack on him, but this is such a fun song to play. I love just the, you know, obviously the intro tapping that Eddie's doing and then it gets right into the da na 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 na. It's just, it's such a fun raging song, but yeah, I mean, the drums steal the show here. It's incredible. You know, I got to throw out a comment too that, uh, yeah, I wanted to, uh, Kevin kind of was going there right in the initial comment, and I didn't know if I wanted to pick up on that right away, but um, I don't know that I care for the subject matter of this song. Um, not that I take offense to the juvenility of it, because mm-hmm. like this is Van Halen, and, and they've been there a million times before. I think it's more picturing them as 30-year-olds singing about high school that just kind of makes me cringe. 
Like, just I mean, like, Winger like, did it. I well, mean, yeah, I, but, but that's cringe. Like, Winger is the definition of cringe. Like, it's not helping. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's like, like, thinking of a 30 year old Dave in yeah. class being like, I got my pencil. Like, it just seems like, like you guys should be writing songs about yeah. bars and like drinking on the beach, not or, or, like, or more songs about big butts. Like, just, yeah. yeah, I mean, it just, it just, it, I don't know if it works for me. Just because it's just, like thinking of the age differences yeah. between them. Yeah. Like, they're just a little too old for this kind of like singing high yeah, school it songs. Is. Maybe there is a little bit of kind of jumping the shark with uh, Dave's kind of, uh, or Dave-ism lyrics. Yeah, I guess maybe you could see Man, that. I love I mean, this like song, I said, but I'm just yeah. like, if I had to say something about that, like I never thought about before, but I was just kind of cringing a little bit, just thinking of them as, uh, you know, just like sitting in high school, right, yeah. like, just like Dave, like flunking out what, like uh, that would be um, 12 times. <laughs> yeah. like Diamond Dave in, in uh, Western Civ or I, something. I never knew this, but apparently yeah. the P, the PMRC is, protested funny. this song due to its uh, yeah for the very same reasons. Yeah, the uh, yeah, that, that uh, I, don't think, yeah. I don't think they knew where to throw their punches. All right, well let's uh, let's move on and bring the synthesizers back with I'll wait. throw it out there whose idea was it to put a foreigner song on a van halen record i mean yeah, i didn't think I, didn't think of that but yeah, yeah. i didn't think about that before yeah. but i hear it now I, I, this is 1984 and and you know i know that was that that it's almost like van halen as followers rather than leaders or kind of take they've stepped they stepped out of that you know black sabbath and zz top and and uh like you know i love the song i mean it's it's a great patch but it, it feels a little more dated than maybe when I had heard it before, you know, the first couple of times and like, it definitely feels its age, you know, that synth patch and, and, you know, I don't know. It's like, it's, it's a left turn out of hot for teacher. I can give him credit for pulling that off back to back. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, it definitely is of its time, but again, I just, uh, yeah, I, I, I really do like it. Uh, even maybe a little bit more than jump. Cause it's just, it's a little, got a little bit more of a darker, uh, yes. melodic, uh, line to it. Uh, and the, uh, and I love the guitar solo in here. It just really fits in. It's a perfect kind of accompanying a lead guitar solo to a synth patch. Uh, if you could, uh, somebody could cue that up at uh, two forty nine. Yeah. I think this is just a great, uh, and I think this one kind of pushes the song a little bit above. Yeah. I have to throw out a stupid opinion here. That sounds like Mick Jones, not Eddie Van Halen. 
I don't know. Like, I, I just I don't know if I hear the Eddieisms in that solo. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe a little bit of uh, Mike and the Mechanics, too. I don't know why. I kind See, of I was think thinking Hackett and Howe from GTR. Okay, so a little bit of that progressive. You know, kind I don't, of, okay, I don't yeah. mind that. I don't need tapping yeah. every solo. I yeah, kind of like I'm it. Right. With it. Like I'm just saying, like it just, yeah, yeah it's, it's it's really R- different. Like, right. It's, well, like, like how it it, it it accompanies the song. It's not a mm-hmm. like a it, uh, where you yeah where it kind of it's just its own little piece. It's kind of just a part of the melody and a part of the structure. Yeah, and it I, works. I with, the song it works with the song, yeah. unlike other solos. <clears throat> Map. Right. right. Yeah, I knew. Yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and and I was gonna jump on that too. And it's it's interesting. It's one of those songs where I feel like everybody. I'm I'm gonna may, maybe make sort of a weird comparison here, uh, going backwards. Uh, but I think about like a little dreamer, okay, where it's everybody kind of taking a step back, and in a mm-hmm. way it allows Dave to shine here. And one thing I've I've really appreciated over the years is Alex's drumming on this song. I know it seems very simple, probably, and his fills are s- simple, but I think it's absolutely perfect. Like I love yeah. how simple. His fills yeah, are, and how good his groove is, and like the reverb on the toms. Like I feel like I almost hear like an "In the Air Tonight" or like a Phil Collins right. yeah, on some you, of these yeah, toms. Part, yeah. But I, I mean, yeah. this song is, inc- I think it's incredible. I, I've always loved that. And honestly, moving forward, or like you know, foreshadowing, looking ahead, this is the "Love Walks In" or the "When It's Love." I think of. I can, I can kind of see where those songs would have came out mm. of that, and I'm surprised that. I'd have to check. I don't know if I ever saw any footage of Sammy doing this one. I don't know if he ever did. But, like, I feel like this would have been one that he would have done really well on, especially if you see what he did with a Love Walks In or a When It's Love or, like, a Right Now or something. Where it's, a, I mean, going back to sort of your earlier point, Mark, where you were talking about how Top Jimmy is the ballad of the record, this is the this is the ballad right here, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's it, traditionally, dark, it definitely tr- is. Tr- tr- traditionally, yeah, but that's where I've always felt on this song, and yeah, it's outstanding. I, I could see where you like this one a little bit more than than Jump yeah. to Chris. It's got it's a little has a little bit more depth to it than maybe like a party dance right. or Jump. But I mean, both are incredible. I mean, right. is yeah, this, even the is this Van Halen's first? Like, if we consider this, if we can all come to consensus that this is a ballad, is this really their first true ballad? Mm. Yeah, I, would I mean, say, I guess yeah. maybe more in a more in a more traditional sense, maybe. Um, I mean, what else would qualify? Jamie's crying. I mean, no, I don't. I don't know. I think the guitar on it is a little too. Because on here, I mean, the only real guitar that you have is just the solo. But it's a very steady song. I mean, going back to what Alex said about the drums. I mean, it's very kind of. It's yeah. It's got. It's not that it's a simple beat, but it's got more of that kind of laid back feel to it. That yeah, maybe you could kind of stuff it in the. Or ballady. There's that word again, ballady, with the Y in the end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, ballady. Chris is ballady. No, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah ballady moments. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, one thing. One uh, thing I noticed today doing a little research. I never knew this, but this was co-written with Michael Nick, yeah. M- Michael McDonald from the Doobies, which you know I'm a big Doobie Brothers fan, and also you know he did some work with Steely Dan. But I never knew that before. But honestly, now that I listen back to it, it's like, oh sure, I, I can see. <laughs> Michael McDonald soulfully you know singing you know over you know, this. You know what's funny? I got to throw this out now. Yeah, you just took one of my questions. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, this is what happens when we put the truth or lies later on in the show, guys. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's one down. That's yeah. all right. Though. It was bound to happen. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's kick things up a notch from I'll wait and uh, move on to Girl Gone Bad. 
know who this sounds like with that Rayman riff? Anybody want to take a stab? I mean, there's really this is the first thing that popped into my head when I heard this. Did anybody did, did give anybody else here a kind of a you know that nothing particular? No. It, it kind of gave mm. me some Queensrÿche vibes a little bit. Yeah, that main oh, that main riff. That's okay, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, because I heard it's got that real kind of like deep, heavy, progressive kind of just real thick, not traditional power chords, but kind of like higher on the, on the strings kind of. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah riffing, it, it is pretty was, dark, too. It is. It is yeah, mm-hmm. I could I could hear like even in a completely different song, I could have heard Jeff Tate singing over that riff. Oh, what I love to hear that. Oh, I've got to <laughs> yeah. hear that now. <laughs> like, the world needs to make that happen. I think about a Jeff Tate demo just, of uh, Girl Gone Bad. Yeah. Right, but I just yeah, that was yeah something that really, and that's one of the reasons yeah that I just love yeah because it kind of it really was kind of a curveball, because uh, it's probably the most. It's funny when you re- when you see the title of the song, you're thinking okay, it's probably gonna be another like beautiful girls type, uh, and then all of a sudden like wow, okay, they throw throwing a heavy progressive metal esque mm-hmm. uh, kind of tour de force riff at you. Well, uh, that I just yeah. Here's something interesting about their career to this point, and this is why we do this show just to to just to study them at the discography level, but. I mean, this is kind of if, if I might be off one or two in my count, but this might be the third time that they have done the same song um, lyrically between Jamie's Crying, Dirty Movies and Girl Gone Bad. And all three of them are very different musically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just giving different different perspectives of. Yeah, uh, and, and, yeah. and like I, I, some, something about this song to me, like the feeling that I get from it. I mean, maybe it is because it is literally the end of an era, but something about these last three songs on this side, you know, I might be jumping the gun a little bit, but this like, just has this sense of finality to it. I don't know why, like, either of these last three could be closer. Something about them just really just paints a picture of the end. I don't know why I get that feeling. That's interesting, because I, I don't feel like they could all be closers, but I do feel your point that they do have a sense of finality to them. Um, does anybody love the background vocals in this song? I feel like they make the song for me. Uh, they're just so simple. Maybe it's just all Van Halen background yeah. vocals, I, but yeah. The, the, yeah. <laughs> especially trying, in the I'm chorus. To, yeah, uh, I'm trying not to sh- to spoil anything, but I love it all. Like you already have. <laughs> <laughs> I love it all. With it, this it, track. It's pretty. It's pretty great. This song um, is insane, and this is one where. Where again, it's getting into that new territory with Eddie's playing. Like he's just inventing like a new way of playing through this song. I think where yeah, he's getting progressive and it's like dyst- I don't want to say like dystopian, but like angular and weird and like almost like I could hear a lot of this stuff being played on synth. It's like he's taking like synth. He's like playing synth on a guitar. It's like weird, like this different kind of way, like metallic way of playing. And it's cool if if you get a chance. I, I go back to that US Festival show, but they played this there, so that would have been uh, a year prior, eighty three. There's a part where uh, oh. it's not during Eddie's solo, but him and Alex are doing a jam, and and Mike and Dave walk off stage, and just Eddie and Alex are playing off of each other, and like you know, Alex has got one foot, or Eddie's got one foot up on the drum riser, and he's like playing with Alex, and they play this song, like they play it instrumentally, and it's really cool to hear that. If you guys get a chance to go back and watch that footage, it's really cool. But like his guitar playing, like this could have easily been an instrumental. And I think it could have been easily as strong. It's just so many different changes and moods, and uh, yeah, I'll I'll, you know, sa- I'll save my my thoughts for the 
Right. Love it or yeah, flush but, it. But, but, no, yeah, before I forget with Kevin here, but the, I mean, I, I, that's my notes too, that this is the best, I wrote that and this is the best constructed guitar work of the album. And that's saying something. Right. It's funny. There's something earlier that you said when we first opened up um, where you were talking about that this album song wise is very kind of, yeah, kind of like, uh, yeah, very uh, kind of, a little unbalanced, maybe. I made a lot of great songs, but sometimes. But I kind of now I kind of agree with what you were saying that uh, that it's not as uh, where the, the, the songs don't necessarily flow as well as some of the other albums. And this, I think, this moment with this song, I think, is perfect because you think "Girl Gone Bad" is a great progressive song. Then you have just a song or so before you've got um, "Hot for Teacher," and it's totally like what? <laughs> I mean, it's like yeah, they're both heavy, but yeah, I never but yeah, to- no. yeah, but totally, yeah, uh, almost probably the most. Uh, kind of gap that you could that you've seen and again both great um uh, as individual pieces but yeah but when you fit them onto a onto a uh, onto an album with eight, uh, nine or ten songs yeah, it's kind of well that's that's really i mean i'm it's cool to see that they that they made that uh that they took that on but uh i don't know as far as i don't know how, how you could have structured that better to make it flow um yeah, I just thought that was kind of interesting. Now that I, I kind of get what Kevin was saying earlier now, yeah, that it's a lot of great songs, but not necessarily a lot of flowing moments, yeah. Hmm. Uh, let's close this thing out with uh, yeah. House of Pain. song of the of the era and one of the most iconic runs of any hard rock band really to this point and you know probably honestly of all time that they end with something that to my ear sounds like it could be straight off of van halen absolutely one. yep mm-hmm. yeah this is this is definitely again kind of pulling his ace or not acd uh, his easy top influences i mean that intro riff just kind of reminds me of like kind of like a texas hard rock bluesy kind of um kind of uh, against sensibility there um, I do like how, and I don't know if, if all of you guys agree, the because there's two guitar solos here uh, that I, at least in my opinion, I thought were very different from one another. The first one, I kind of, you know, Alex or Kevin, if you can cue them up, uh, the first one at 126, and then it kind of, yeah, um, and then the second one I think is at 145. Uh, I thought were very different, but it somehow works. I'm uh, pretty sure they run the length of the song, so I don't know. Oh, does it? If you wanna, okay. Yeah, it's pretty much 145 to the end. So, no, it's you don't you don't have to write that. No, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, yeah. I was just trying to emphasize. Yeah, the first one at 126 is much different than the uh, uh, where you've got kind of again Eddie kind of getting a little uh, classically progressive, maybe. Then all of a sudden at the end, it kind of gets into your typical kind of yeah, kind of rock out Van Halen solo. Uh, but yeah, a lot of a lot of diversity on here. Yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, sometimes it works, and sometimes it necessarily doesn't. But uh, uh, yeah. 
yeah, a lot of strong moments. This was yeah. always an interesting song for me. I think when I was younger, I, I listened to this song and this was like one of my least favorite Van Halen songs ever. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it was just so weird to me because it, and exactly to your point, Mark, where, I mean, this was a really old song, like predating Van Halen 1. And you listen to it, and it's like, oh, why was this not on Van Halen 1? Like, this sounds like they would have recorded it. And even just, like, production-wise, almost, it sounds like it would have been recorded during that session, and they just left it off, and they're like, oh, well, let's just throw it on a record in 1984, you know? Yeah, it's it, odd. It, like, what, is that six six years later or something like that? So it's yeah. it's weird. But the older I've gotten, uh, I've kind of appreciated it more just the riff and it's a really like hard tough riff like if there was ever like a punk or a metal band or something that wanted to like cover a van halen song i feel like guitar playing alone this would be a good one to do but just something about like the uh the vocals on it always seemed like a little weird to me like during the verses it just that it wasn't you know it's dave trying to be melodic but i felt like it didn't always work that great so yeah, it seems definitely like the oddball of the record, and I almost, I don't, I, I don't want to bring you down here, Chris, because I know you're such a big fan of On Fire, but I would almost like kind of compare it to that, where it's like, it, it's very similar to Van Halen One, where you have like all these like amazing songs that kind of like make sense together and fit like a theme, like it's very eighties yeah. and synthy and kind of shiny and pristine and then you get to like the very last song in the record and it's like this oddball that like kind of comes out of yeah. nowhere i and yeah i agree and yeah. it's like i, I wonder i mean it, it's it's uh, i don't know again I'm, i guess i'm kind of spoiling what my thoughts are later on in the show but no, that's, all right kevin you, you no. you're the closer expert yeah what, what do you think yeah you are yeah go uh ahead. <laughs> I don't want to spoil my my thoughts on anything either, but Alex almost took the words from my mouth. The fact that it it does feel off and not, you know, it was an old song, which I knew I was going to throw that out there. And, and you're talking, you know, both Alex and Chris have been talking about the different chordal patterns and the different way he's playing, and then we just switch it up to 1978 here, and. This whole, you know, you get a verse and a chorus and then a minute and a half of guitar solo. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, all right, album's It's almost over. like a one foot out the door <laughs> almost. It's like they're like so synonymous with it, doing yeah. that. Like, mm-hmm. And know, I, don't got, know, I don't know why. I've like, got, it is weird. I've got to play a section think, because, Chris, you were referencing yeah. this earlier. And this is, to me, this is so... Um, you know, it's so end credits or nostalgic. I don't know how to describe it, but... I mean, just that little line there, it almost comes out of nowhere in the song. And yeah, it's, it's different. Yeah, that's, yeah, that was my point here, that it was kind of a very, you know, very kind of Texas bluesy rock kind of, all of a sudden you have this very kind of, again, like progressive jazzy kind of, I guess you could say yeah, like an end credit. Yeah, that is kind of a good, uh, uh, you could see the, uh, like the, kind of the fade out. Yeah, I mean, maybe um, I'm just, just kind of yeah. waxing for this song just because it is the last one of the Dave era. Right. Maybe seeing it with a little bit of rose colored glasses. Right. Um. Yeah, I think it's probably one of the more, I mean, as far as, a, I guess, if you want to say a disjointed at the end Van Halen song at the end of an album, I, I think it maybe I think it's one of the stronger ones, though. I mean, compared to 
uh, not to throw because I love on fire, but I can see why some people might uh, 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 you might not necessarily because it is as an individual piece. I think it's good, but maybe again, maybe that this is a song that might fit somewhere else, and uh, maybe. Uh, maybe like House of Pain, maybe it's for just a raging progressive song. Maybe that would have been a great song to end with instead of this. But all right, let's end with uh, this though. Yeah, yeah. House of Pain. Do you prefer the Van Halen version or the faster Pussycat version, or the band? <laughs> the, uh, the 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 the, yeah, ni- well, the okay, 90s hip hop band. Uh... Jump around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, that's enough. <laughs> yeah, that's enough, enough shenanigans. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's the album. Yeah, so uh, that is the album. We got a new. We're uh, redesigning the section here. We're now uh, going with uh, seven for the buy. We got seven questions, and first to three points win. We all buzz in. Uh, whoever's got the question correct, uh, you know, first one to three correct gets an extra buy or terminate in the uh, coming section. And if you buzz wrong, you are eliminated. If you are hiding, Chris okay. will call you out. Yeah, yeah, I got my buzzer. Finger so, on the buzzer. Finger on the buzzer. Sounds good. Okay. All right, here we go. Um, question number one. Um, House of Pain is based on a demo that was recorded with the help of who? Um, was it A, uh, Desmond Child, B, uh, Gene Simmons, um, or C, uh, Michael McDonald? Yeah, that was one of my. Yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, that, yes, that, that, Alex. That Alex, and I'm going to go with B. Gene Simmons. I believe this was on the Zero demo. Yeah, you are correct. Here we go. Okay, one for Alex. All right. Okay, question number two. Um, uh, 1984 sold over eight million copies in less than how many months? Uh, was it A. Ten months, B. Six months, or C. Three months? Yes, Mark. <laughs> this is something if you okay. if, if 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 you did your research, maybe you might know this. I figured I'd throw a. I'm gonna have to go with uh, three months. Okay. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> you are wrong. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So well, I just wanted to make sure I got my buzzer in. <laughs> Another loss for me. Okay. <laughs> Take me out back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm just here for your misery. Okay. I, I, I went diamond. I know that. <laughs> That's all okay. I can say. <laughs> all right. Oh, the shame. Uh, that was that was a that was a tough one. I was yeah. I was really yeah, hoping was Mark was finally gonna win one of these and boom right out of the gate. <laughs> oh my okay. fingers Bring him to the shed. Okay. <laughs> my okay. sheet next time. I'm gonna read the Wikipedia before. No, it's, my, my no, it's fingers right. slipped. Uh, okay. The ball was too yeah. pumped up. Okay. Okay. Hey, so Mark, so after, if, uh, since you got it, do I just, do I just give the answer then move on to the yeah. next question? Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, actually, you know what? No, yeah, because I was the one ahead. Yeah, just move on. Okay, but the yeah, answer? the answer, yeah, the answer was, uh, 10 months. Yeah, yeah, Wait, so, that wasn't uh, one of the, that wasn't one of the choices. It was, yes, it I said was. A, it, it was A, yeah, yeah. I thought you said was eight, eight, six, or three. No, I said A, 10, ten months, six B, six three. months, and C, uh, three months, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, that's no, okay. All right, I hate uh. This Okay, uh, right, that was the one that Alex gave away, so I can earlier, so I'll get rid of that. Does that count as a point? Does that count right. as a point? Do I, do I get, do I get no. a point? <laughs> no. Okay, I, I wish. Okay. Uh, at whose Laurel Canyon home did Eddie get his ultimate inspiration to build his studio, uh, 5150, uh, to start the, uh, the recording for 1984? 
Um, is it uh, A, Neil Young, uh, B, uh, Frank Zappa, um, or C, uh, Phil Collins? <laughs> yes. Alex? Yes. Uh, this one I actually don't know, but I do know that Frank Zappa was had a famous studio and a lot of people would come over and record. So well, I'm just going to take a guess, and that sounds like the most right answer to me. Well, well that is a hell of a guess there, my friend. Oh. Yeah, ding, ding, ding. Right. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. That's okay. frustrating. I was going to guess that. Okay. Quicker, well, you did, got, you... Your finger's got to slip. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do it before he even stops the question. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay, we got a true or false question here. Uh, Eddie's collaboration with Michael Jackson was unanimous, unanimously supported by the band. True or false? <laughs> gonna, yes, go with, gonna go with false. Uh, you are correct. Yeah, they were not happy about that. Yeah. Yeah, they, uh, yeah, uh, Dave had cut him out later and said that he, when he first heard the song, he actually thought it was somebody imitating Eddie on the record. Oh, that's thought later. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> I thought that. Okay, so we got Alex one, Kevin two. Okay, so we got uh, all the way around. Alex two, Kevin one. Yeah, so we got uh, yeah. So it's best of uh, yeah three questions. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, okay, at the U.S. festival, uh, at the U.S. festival just prior to the recording of the album, Van Halen came into contact uh, conflict with uh, what band over uh, uh, what they were being compensated to play at the festival. Just, just do the buzzer now. <laughs> okay. Well, well, uh, well, uh, well, uh, well, uh, well, uh, well, 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 the only person that puts iced tea in Jack Daniels bottles is the Clash, baby. There we go. And Alex gets for the win. Ooh. All right, he's there won we go. so far. I got shame some I'm, rules. Uh, yeah, I'm, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna put a boo on my soundboard. <laughs> 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 a little bit of bias, but well, so, so so, some, oh, somebody as soon as the, you uh, said the, the Oz Festival, I was just gonna quit. <laughs> Okay. Hey, yeah, I, 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 I didn't say I was going to make this if easy. Anything, I mean, I'm going to make you guys work. It's just shown who in the group does not have a life. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got lifeless, you got idiots, you got, I got everything. Yeah. got a smorgasbord yes. of the best of humanity right here. Okay. Hey, Chris, right, by so the I, way, you have an extra um, free, you got a free buyer term at extra on every four albums. Um, must be nice. Um, yeah. <laughs> what are you, gonna you got this one or you have 5150? Uh, let me see. I think I might use it on this one, actually. Okay. Uh, so there's yeah. the rules. We got Alex with an extra buyer terminate, Chris with an extra buyer terminate. And, uh, yeah, unless you got anything else, Chris, of interest, let's uh, get started. Yeah, I think that was pretty much, yeah. I mean, yeah, Alex won. I mean, unless you want me to, I mean, we're trying to keep this short, so. Yeah, let's, short let's, get, yeah. let's get a love it or flush it. Here we go. All right, well, let's move on. Uh, I guess I'm going to go first here. So we're going to go with the leadoff instrumental track 1984 and this is this is a love for me uh, <clears throat> think back is it necessary like could you have started the, the album with jump sure but I, I like this i like it a lot 
it's probably my favorite little instrumental intro track that they ever did so this is a love for me so then we'll move over to chris your thoughts uh yeah this is a tough one yeah this this is one i was struggling with because there's a lot of strong moments on this record uh uh, and as much as I uh, yeah, love the uh, uh, love the electronic elements, um, I think uh, God, yeah, this is a tough one. I think I might have to flush this one. Uh, yeah, just because I mean, there's a lot of great uh, there's a lot of great electronica moments on here, and I just prefer the songs over the little. I mean, yes, historically, I mean, this is an important moment because it pretty much opens up the new era. Like, this is Eddie kind of yeah, crying, uh, kind of doing his uh, Tarzan call out in the, like, okay, yeah, look at me. This is what, here I am, and this is what we're going to be doing. Uh, but uh, I think you kind of, you already kind of get that thickness, that thick kind of synth keyboard thing that he's doing on the other song, like Jump and I'll Wait. So, yeah, I'm going uh, it's, to, it's cool, but I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to kill it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, or I flush mean, it, or not kill it, or flush it. Yeah, it's still out there. It's important, but I, yeah, but I don't need to hear it all the time. <laughs> yeah, and keep in mind that everyone has to yeah. flush one thing. Everyone has to terminate one thing. I don't so like this, fair. especially on such um, a record like this. How am I going to be able to do this? Yeah, right, I know. I, yeah, this was tough. Yeah, I, 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 I've had to. I might have to go I, back and just solely for the rules on this. I'm, yeah, because I look at everything else and there's like nothing. I can't really flush anything else. Wait, as far as I. As far as I knew, the flushes were optional, but the terminates man. Yeah, I can turn. I can turn. Right. No, I, 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 I else think. You know, I, I, no, I, no, I thought. I thought you get one flush and one terminate. I thought that's yeah, how we were. Oh, okay. yeah, I mean, we, how we were going along with it because it makes it, it makes it, it makes it, it forces you to. All right, let's keep the flush. All right, some hard choices. Right. Because well, you got to make the better. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'll do the, the same then. I'll flush 1984. I love it, but I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't flush it over like an actual track, so right. Yeah. Oh, that's a, that's a bummer. I wanted to save that guy, but you know, it's tough. Yeah. Right, well, Goodbye. So two flushes for 1984. All right, let's move on to Mark. Uh, exper- experiment, experiment you know, on the it's record. Funny. Yeah, you know, like I, you know, it's it's odd. I'm gonna have to go in a different direction because this is the one experiment I will tolerate. I know it's super dated. I know it's been flushed twice, but um, I'm gonna love it. It's it's okay with me. I know I like I know I I, I really want to flush it, but uh, uh, I don't know. It's just it's just such an iconic opener, and it's uh, flush it, just flush it, flush it. Get your get your get your experiments off my vinyl. Yeah. God, that is long. Oh, I guess it's up to me then. Yeah, okay, we gotta save this little bugger. Uh, will you will you not. flush <laughs> something on, in front of this? I, I'm going to put on Chris's rubber glove and Ooh. save this one. I'm okay. going to give it a love. <laughs> All right. There we go. Okay, Chris's Two rubber people gloves, have you. talked about it to- and, and then ended up flushing it. I'm actually going to love it. I feel like you can't open the album with Jump. This softens yeah. the blow. Right. All right. Well. So I, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to use that as my reasoning and okay. move on. All right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't. I, yeah, I wasn't sure if we were going along. I mean, is the song important to the structure? Because yeah, I could understand that. Or are we just going with like just dense, like personal? Like I just don't yeah, like this. No or I do like that. Yeah, you okay. can use whatever reason you want. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, good. Let's okay. Move okay. On over okay. to the right. Titan track, Jump. I will start off this one. Uh, this is a love. Uh, I mean, obviously, 
a humongous hit for the band, maybe arguably the biggest song on the record or of the era, some people could say. So, uh, again, one of those ones where it's played all the time, but honestly, out of the out of the main hits on the record, well, maybe, maybe besides I'll Wait, I, this is one that I don't get tired of hearing. It's great. And, you know, this is one that Sammy played, and he did it really well. So, yeah, super fun song. So I'll give it a love. Chris? Oh, God, this is tough. Yeah, this is, yeah, like I said, this is one album I just had a hard time trying to terminate or flush. Because uh, uh, it's, uh, again, because you have to you have to t- kill one of them. Yeah, and again, this is just me. Pers- this is just my personal opinion. Not that I don't love like the song, but uh, I'm gonna have to terminate this one for the. Wit- for the Wit- yeah. it was never yeah. written. Never. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I don't want to go hit. that. Yeah. Yeah. This is. This is. Yeah. We're gonna kind of getting into a. Uh, yeah. A very I love difficult this controversy. Oh, and, and, yeah. yeah. I could see why he was trying to clarify the rules at the. <laughs> Just saying, like, well, right. it's my okay. opinion, right? I, like, again, okay. again, I've, I've heard. He do what he wants, and he terminates. <laughs> so the biggest hit they ever had, and maybe that's maybe that's why. Because again, just like uh, a day or so ago, just up, uh, 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 yeah, just watching TV at midnight. Of course, yeah, what's one of the first songs I see when I put on uh, what, um, uh, VH1 or MTV Classic? Of course, you got Jump. Yeah, you've right. got you've got that, uh, and again, not that it's. Uh, I've just yeah, I, that's one song on here I'm burned out from, and all the other ones I'm not burned out from you know i got um, to, i have to disagree and give it a love just being yeah. that uh you know like this is i do have a list of songs that i would like to yeah. never hear ever again and for some reason this one still sticks with me this one still gets my blood going yeah and i so. and i, I want to emphasize i don't yeah i mean i wish i didn't have to kill it it's just yeah, that's oh, if i had to kill it. one you yeah. killed it, never <laughs> and, again, it and again it was something i struggled with i had the i had the gun in my hand and it was kind of like the yeah, you uh, you're, you're, gonna live, your... you're not going to live this one down. Yeah. <laughs> so you terminated Jump. All right, well, yeah. let's move on <laughs> over right. to Kev then. Or Kevin, you got it, no, Is Kevin. it Kev? Yeah. It, oh, uh, this, yes, it, it is mine. And this is close to the making the list of songs that I never want to hear again, but it doesn't quite make it. I think the solo and the synth part following the solo alone kind of like. I'll I'll just wait for that part to come on, and I'm like, yeah, this is a great song, and and that whole part with mm-hmm. the drums. So yeah, put me down for love. Awesome. I think maybe we went out of order here. It was supposed to be Alex, Chris, Mark, Kev. Mark, did you give your thoughts on <laughs> the song? I love it. Oh yeah, everybody was just shocked by my uh, by my, ex- ah, uh, yeah. my execution. Yeah, throwing <laughs> off the order here. All right, yeah. well, not a problem. All right, so let's move on to track three, Panama, the other big song. Uh, yeah, I'll still give it a love. Again, I think this is one one of the main hits where I don't. I'm a little bit more tired of hearing it, to be honest. But you know, it's a fun one to play uh, play on a guitar, and I think about it that way, and that gives it a little bit more stock for me. And it's a huge track, so it's more of a uh, a like at this point, I think, just because I've heard it so much. But I, I don't know if I'll if I'd go as far as to terminate it or flush it i think it was huge for him so i'll give it a love chris uh here's another controversial uh well maybe yeah maybe not as much as the last one but uh i i'm gonna buy panama um i just yeah this is kind of one of those personal songs that i just again it was one of the first kind of like more difficult songs that i learned how to play and it just has that special place for me and it's again one of those overplayed songs yeah that i still love to hear 
for whatever reason. Yeah, I can't tell you why. I just yeah, I just love it. I love the mood. I love the the riffing. Uh, that opening riff is one of my favorite riffs to play in general. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna scoop that up. Okay, yeah, two of them. You know, I, I gotta say that uh, I was pretty close to a flush on this one. As blasphemous as that might sound, I'm just not a fan of the riffs in this song. Um, you know, I love the second one. I don't like the first one. I am okay with the third one. Um, but, you know, this is one of those songs that once I listen to it, like I get into it, I can say, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much where Alex is. Like, I've heard this enough times, but I can appreciate it. So I have to give it a love. Okay. Awesome. Well, then we, I guess we can move on to Kev then. Kev, what, what are your thoughts? I'm pretty much in the same camp as Mark uh, with this song. It's like, yeah, I, I could see myself clicking the flush button, but, yeah. but overall, I think I, I got to give it a love as a whole. Right. You know, as a whole song. Right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think I would agree with that, too. All right, well, let's move on to maybe the first deep cut of the record, unless you're counting the intro. Top Jimmy. This is a, this is a love for me. I love this track. I Like I said at the beginning of the show, I'm a huge fan of the deep cuts on this album I, I i go to those more than any of the hits honestly just because they haven't been you know forced down my throat as much as the hits are but this song i think is incredible mm-hmm. so this is an easy love for me uh chris uh yeah i yeah i love this song too again it's kind of the yeah the the center swing kind of rager of the album very short very kind of to the point uh, again just love that kind of building up intro with the harmonics uh, and just the guitar tone in general, yeah, just again, it's not it's not that fat kind of humbucker brown sound Van Halen, mm-hmm. but it's got that real it's got that real muscular like Fender clean kind of yeah, just digging in kind of like a Stevie Ray Vaughan kind of where you don't necessarily need to overdrive right. or, or a little overdrive, but you don't need to blast people though. So yeah, I, I love okay, it. Mark, you know what? You guys are wrong. Terminate it. Wishes, okay. wishes it was never written. Okay, does not yeah, no, can't win them all. Doesn't doesn't do anything for me. I'll add this song. I mean, I I guess I could maybe like the salvage if I had to like go back in time and undo my termination. It would be yes. based on the yeah. guitar tone or maybe that little uh, um, that cool little uh, Alex uh, little foreshadowing with uh, the drums at the end. But yeah, this song does does nothing if for o- me. And if I, only it had a don't it gets stuck in my head. If only it had a giant button in it, maybe uh, we'd have different uh, thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. All right, well, let's move on over to Kev. Will he save it? I'm going to give this one a love as well. The tone, the song, and of course, I already said, you know, this is my stock is rising song on this album. I I can't flush or terminate those songs. Okay, fair enough. All right, well, let's move on to the last track on side one, and that's going to be Drop Dead Legs. Now, this is tricky for me because... Oh, wait a minute. We said I have an extra buy. You do. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, then that. That, this, <laughs> is a different, this is a definite buy for me. I mean, this was possibly going to be my only buy. I, now, I, I'm, I'm going to say this. Not my favorite song on the album. But if I'm thinking of the, if mm. I'm thinking of the rules of the playlist, uh, my own greatest hits to show somebody, like, you know, introduce them to the band, I think uh, this has got a lot going on. It doesn't really have the synth that's maybe shown uh, on this record, that's fine. I think this record is just the attitude and the feel and the vibe of the band is all encapsulated into this song uh, perfectly. So I'm going to go ahead and buy this one. Uh, Chris? Just remember that you uh, 
you if you choose not to use your extra buy, you could use an extra terminate. No, nah, so I can't choose. do that. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard <laughs> not to terminate anything on this record. But yeah, that's going to be my buy. So, Chris. Uh, yeah. Again, this is another very picturesque yeah, Van Halen riff. Again, it's yeah, quintessential California Van Halen. Uh, and yeah, it's just yeah, it's just that what we've come to love about the band, and I yeah, I just I, I love it. Uh, uh, yeah, it's just a again, it's got that Dave Strutt in it too that really comes awesome. through uh, right, really well. Yeah, so yeah, love it. You know, with all the detail in this song, you know, I, I it's it's hard to walk away from a buy, but this is such a great uh, album that I I have to go for the love. Kev, I am going to flush this song. Sorry, yeah, Alex. No! <laughs> that came oh, out of nowhere. No. Yeah, yeah, that, I just yeah, saw that hand go to the top where something was coming. I thought that would have been Man, I thought if anything, there'd be more flushes for Top Jimmy, but drop dead legs. Oh, boy. No, no, yeah. no I, I'm sorry to disappoint you, but this just is what it is. I, you you were almost convincing me during the track by track, and, and now the love it or flush it, but I just... We have to flush something, obviously, and it's just not strong enough. And, and maybe I haven't um, spent enough time with it. <laughs> I maybe I that. haven't <laughs> spent enough time. Well, I can't flush anything else. I'm not going to flush jump. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like I said, yeah, that, that's the one, that, I just want to emphasize yeah, that was reluctantly, but I. Yeah, 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 no, he's backpedaling now. He's backpedaling on us. Have you produced? I'm not going back in time yet to, yeah, to resurrect it. No, no, it, I just yeah. had to give you crap for that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well deserved crap. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, well, let's move. Next okay. song. Let's move on yeah. to opening of side two, and that's going to be hot for teacher. Uh, I'll give it a love again, sort of on the Panama tip where, you know, I've heard it so many times on classic rock radio, like in the car, but you know, a lot of good stuff going on here. A big moment to shine for Alex. The video's great. Mm-hmm. I think the video helps me appreciate the song a lot more. And again, I would say that if it doesn't encapsulate, you know, if drop dead legs didn't encapsulate the whole vibe, I mean, this one definitely does too. And one thing I, I noticed that nobody has mentioned yet, but I'm going to mention it now, and maybe this is kind of obvious, but uh, moving back to uh, episode two, when we were talking about bottoms up, the Lagrange reference, it's it's yeah. more here than ever. I I, uh, I, 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 I would yeah. say, but it, it it works. It's cool. I, I've been able to play this one live with bands or at least parts of it, and. You know, it's a great one to play live, and it's fun. So I'll, I'll give it love. So, Chris? Uh, yeah, same here. Uh, this is another one I was kind of on the fence about. Yeah, I know you're going to say, well, between Jump and Hot for Teacher, you kill Jump? Yeah, no, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, I, uh, you, it's just as far as, just for the, the technical abilities of the band, I just, yeah, I think, again, Alex is drumming. Uh, and I love in the chorus how, like, the vocals, the drums, and the guitar just really lock in. Uh, even the bass, you can hear it too. The bass is just kind of here. Yeah, just like uh, there's just that mo- that moment. It seems they're they're just very tight in here. I mean, as goofy as the song is, uh, I think it, again, it's just kind of that uh, maybe yeah before it goes completely off the rails like that. Just that 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 definitive fun Van Halen yeah, that we've all yeah, come yeah. to know. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this is a last blast right here. This right. is B side here, and um, I'm gonna have to. I mean, because the rules of the game here are that you are creating a, a better Spotify playlist than the greatest hits. And how would you introduce somebody to the band? And being that 
I introduced uh, this song to my brother. May not be the first song that uh, he knew from this album, but um, because of that, I've got to buy it. It's just that intro, sure. that outro. Yeah, okay. It's just, it's so killer. And I know I was putting down uh, a little, you know, it makes me cringe a little bit with the 30 year old dude right. in the, yeah. the back of the class, but like it's just that that intro. And I, I love how it gives. Yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little surprised. Yeah, I am a little surprised that that, 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 that is your, yeah. But uh, okay, yeah. yeah I mean, I, yeah. I, I've, I've bought a couple of deep cuts yeah. here, and I'm trying to balance it out maybe with a uh, something that's a little bit more mainstream. Yeah. But I wouldn't okay. call attention to the the main part. I mean, I would call attention right. to Alex's drumming and that outro. Okay. And uh, you know, kind of a surprising lack of mic. Um, outside of some some pretty good background vocals, we haven't really talked much about him uh, this album. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. All right, Kev. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead. Uh, not gonna buy it. But for many of the reasons Mark said, and there are too many good parts of this song mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. to give it a love. Yeah. The intro, the outro, right. you know, F- the the solo. I mean, when I picture the solo now, I just picture him, Eddie, walking right. on the, the desks. Yes. Yeah. You, know, you know, that's just what it is. And the fact that it's just so high energy. It's mm-hmm. so high energy of, of all the songs yeah. here. Yeah. So, yeah, totally yeah, this- gets a love for me. Right, yeah, this is definitely like a song structure kind of, yeah, where it's not like a traditional kind of sing-along or whatever. And this is just showing the band members at their uh, kind of the peak of their abilities on their instrument. And I think it kind of, I think that alone kind of gives, uh, deserves uh, yeah, some credit. Yeah. All right, well, let's move on to another one of the singles on the record, and that's I'll Wait. Uh, I'm going to give this a love. I think this is... Uh, maybe my favorite of the singles on the record, I think. Um, I guess what, if I'm reading here correctly, it was the second single, I think. Yeah, it would have been Jump jump, and then I'll Wait. So this actually was picked a single pre-Panama and pre-Hop for Teacher, uh, which is interesting, but... Yeah, I love this song. It's again, like I said, it's it's the ballad of the record for me. I like how simple it is, and everybody's just kind of playing for the song, and there's not a whole lot of flashiness going on. And mm-hmm. yeah, I love it. I I love the mood, and this was another one that was fun to listen to live at that you know oh seven oh eight reunion tour. So yeah, I'll give it a love. Uh, right. Uh, yeah, same here. And this is yeah the reason why I killed Jump. Just as far as you know, the two main electronic tracks on here, I just I don't know. Maybe yeah, uh, maybe I. I remember that now. Yeah, maybe yeah. I maybe it's this because again I like as far as electronic music I like kind of some more of the darker kind of more muscular even not necessarily story but just in overall kind of sensibility and tonality. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this really yeah really kind of exemplifies that. I mean again with the solo too that guitar solo. Again, very simple, but again, very different compared to some of the other, even to comparing it to other pop electronica songs of the era. I think it really kind of stands out uh, on its own. And uh, yeah, great, unique chorus. I mean, it's got, it's got it all. I mean, for a song that, again, was one of the uh, taking chances on a record for Van Halen, yeah, this, uh, this was one of them. And I think it, uh, I think it succeeded Yeah, as far as being... Um, uh, yeah, yeah, just yeah, a, a lot. Uh, yeah, again, a lot more muscular. Yeah, than awesome. yeah, than, than jump again. All right, my opinion, and, Mar- but, yeah. and, and Mark, where does your foreigner comment play would, into this? I was just gonna say I love foreigner. Uh, call me so, a wuss. As do I. So, I love foreigner. Uh, yeah, I, mean, Not I, I like foreigner. Yeah, yeah uh, so I, I love this song too. So I mean, it's yeah. it's you know, Alex, you made a good point um, that 
you know, even though I it will buy and maybe be more enthusiastic about other songs in this album, for some reason, I, you know, just kind of come back to this song as one that I'll throw on. Right. As, uh, just maybe it's easier to listen to if I'm in that kind of mood. I just want to throw on something good from 1984, and it's, it's all weight. So can't flush that. I definitely love it. Awesome. And Kev? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and buy I'll Wait. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It, it, it is so synonymous with this album. Mm-hmm. I like the darkness of it mm-hmm. that Chris is talking about. Mm-hmm. And if I'm going to buy a synth song, a Van Halen synth song, it's going to be this one. Yeah. Um, it's not going to be Jump off this album. It's going to be something like this. And it, it does right. make my list of songs that I've heard on the radio but can still listen to over and over. Agree. Yeah, I, I totally love that. All right, and let's move on to Girl Gone Bad. And this is going to be a buy for me. This is my favorite song in the album. This would have this would have been my first buy, but then I got lucky enough to... Uh, well, actually, I don't know. That's tough. Drop Dead Lakes is such a good one where it encapsulates maybe more of the vibe. But anyway, this is a buy for me. My favorite song on the, on the record. I, I just love the guitar work on it. When I was younger, it seemed like the weird kind of track that didn't really maybe make sense amongst the others, like maybe this in House of Pain. But I, I just, it's, I love this. Like his guitar playing is just so weird. And it was like, it's almost like a new era of guitar playing on this song with right. just the different shapes and voicings and stuff. I just I think it's great. So that's where I stand. Chris? Yeah, this is going to be my uh, my second buy as well. Um, yeah, I again, yeah, I like what Alex said. It's it's very different. The riff is heavy, but again, it's got almost like that 80s prog kind of uh kind of sensibility to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. just kind of like I said, I mean, I can't, like I said immediately when I Kind of dug into. It. I'm like, it sounds like, you know, like a Queensrÿche riff, yeah, which is very unique. For uh, uh, I'm not sure. I mean, because this was around, I think, when the first Queensrÿche album came out. So I, I'm like, I don't know if if one was pulling from the other or if yeah. Uh, yeah, they might have been both influenced by the same band, yeah, like but the it same was family tree. Yeah, and again, but yeah, in, in the riff itself, I mean, it's so different, yeah, from everything else on the record. I mean, it's yeah, this yeah probably could have been a song i mean where you could have taken those uh kind of again sensibilities and had them on like fair warning or something yeah. again it's a darker yeah it's a darker riff uh it really kind of it's like a freight train kind of uh yeah the freight just train kinda, coming that's probably why yeah, exactly I, why yeah. I like it yeah so. <laughs> jesus yeah, not, 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 not that i was going Where's there my but, boo uh, again i, I yeah. need that boo soundboard yeah. we, we, no, we, we have, to have a soundboard of jim gillette and his scream yeah for that <laughs> uh, for a nitro yeah. reference or a yeah, can, reference. Yeah, i can always count on mark to throw in the uh yeah the bottom of the barrel higher metal reference. Reference. Mark's odd comparisons from Bodum to Nitro. Um, so I, I gotta. Um, I mean, if I weren't such a dunce, I would have bought this song and with my extra buy. But I don't, and uh, you know, I, I can only love it because for every reason that everyone has, uh, you know, waxed its uh, high points, it, it is uh, a great song. It is. I, I think this should have been the closer. Yeah. Um, something about it just kind of yeah. has that nostalgic end credit feeling to it that mm-hmm. uh, you know should have been reversed. I think between House of Pain and Girl Gone Bad, but you know for so much the better. It's a love. All right, and crit. Or, uh, sorry, sorry, Kev. Kev. Oh, wow, this. It's tough being last because there's not much to say. Yeah, <laughs> other, love it. other than ditto, I mean, I, you mean know, I, I actually, I really like Mark's comment about thinking this could have been the closer. Yeah, and yes, true. if I did have the second buy, I would have yeah. used it on this song mm-hmm. as well. God, I got to say, guys, I'm, I'm happy to see all the support. You know, going into this, I feel like this is one of those like sleeper tracks where I felt like there would have been more flushes and more terminates just because it's 
not a hit, but I, I love the support on this song. I feel like it's, it's like it's it's the cult Van Halen fan track. Like not not mm-hmm. not not to, you know, say I'm better than anybody else, but like if you're like a real like cult exploring all the albums and getting into the band, like this is your track of the record. Uh, you're almost making me feel bad for my Hoffer teacher buy now. <laughs> like, it's just, like, my mainstream buy. My, like... Oh, great. Now I bought all right. No, 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 no. I just, too, I just, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad to see the support yeah. for it. I, I love it. Right. Yeah. yeah it, it's, it's funny. And it's a song when you first hear those three notes. I mean, it's, it kind of has like, oh, this is going to be a weird ballad, kind of like a women in love or whatever. And then all of a sudden you give it a chance. It's like, wow, that's, yeah, that, yeah, you definitely got to listen past the, uh, yeah, it kind of fools you in the first, first few seconds. And then all of a sudden it goes into almost like a, yeah, like a complete, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, a complete different rock oriented direction. Yeah, which I thought I, was great. I'm just disappointed we haven't gotten Alex's warm blanket yet. I ca- uh, I'm oh, not sure what happened yeah, to that. I kind of I mentioned it like on the, on the tail end of, of, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I guess I could see it maybe on yeah, this you one. flushed your warm blanket i feel like i couldn't you. flush anything else in its place i had to i had to do it but i love it all right well let, let's move into maybe uh not so great feelings about a song uh house of pain i'm gonna terminate and i, I don't know I, I feel like maybe i might be in the same league here but i don't know i, I like i said I, I i've grown to like it more but this is one of those ones where this might be a take here, but maybe you guys will agree with me. Uh, it being on the zero demo, I think they should have just left it there. It, I, honestly, <laughs> left I, it in zero. No, that's a moment of the, no, that's a comment of the but, album. But think about it. <laughs> think about it. If that's the first place you heard it, and it wasn't, it, it's almost not good enough to be on Van Halen one, and it's the oddball here. And maybe like they felt bad that they never used it, they're, so they're like, oh, well, we'll put it on this record. It's just it's. It's the 1978 song that's on 1984, and mm. it would have just been fine on the Zero demo, and I would have been like, oh, that, that's a cool song. That's a cool demo, but I didn't need to hear it like right. again. Yeah. Maybe live, live only. Live only, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Chris? Uh, yeah, it is kind of a... Uh, yeah, I, I'll, I'll give it the love just for kind of the unique little uh, kind of solos at the end where Eddie kind of shows his versatility as a lead player. Uh, but I get what you're saying. Uh, again, I'll give it a love, but uh, I can see why it, it is a song that doesn't necessarily, yeah, kind of. You probably could stuff it on any other kind of more rock and rock oriented out Van Halen record, and it would probably be mm-hmm. fine. But it's as far as closing out an album, um, I think again, I think Girl Gone Bad, I think would have been the better yeah. choice. I mean, hell, you probably could have just with the direction they were going, and you probably could have, you probably could have, could have cut House of Pain and just had all the rest of the songs in there. I think it would be just as strong. Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting yeah. point. Like. Yeah, if if this was on Van Halen 1, I think I would have better feelings about it because it would Mm -hmm. make more sense contextually and just vibe-wise. But the fact that you have all this 80s kind of synth and pop and shine and then you go back to like a mid-70s Van Halen song, it's just like... Oh, why'd they do right. that? But. Yeah, I yeah, I think they I think they could have as far as a song like that. I think Hot for Teacher could I think kind mm-hmm, of uh mm-hmm. serve 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 right. that purpose. And we didn't we didn't need to uh again not getting too far away from the rock, but um I think they could have that that could have I think covered that sensibility of the record and you as far as uh making those fans happy. I don't think you needed to throw another more kind of generic not that I not that it's not a good song, but it's right. yeah. Uh, you guys are almost yeah. you guys are almost talking me out of a love. Um I think this between Alex's comment uh, about the 
78 demo and um my comment about just uh that girl gone bad would have been a been a better ending mm-hmm. oh, i don't know if i want to flush another song on this album because i like this album so much and oh, i should have I want to go back and love 1984 and flush this one, but I guess I can't. Oh, do you got you? You want me to give you the uh, the Chris's glove? <laughs> yeah, that, that's way too. That's that's already down in the drain. Lake field. Michigan. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just love it. I love the album. It's it's not it's not bad enough to flush. As okay. much as I would prefer this one being swapped, I would disagree that this shouldn't be left on the album. I just think it should be swapped from Girl Gone Bad to, uh, you know, being the penultimate closer. Right, right. Yeah, be- All right, that's fair. All right, Kev, final yeah. thoughts on the final song of the record. Boom! Gone. Yeah. See ya. End of the day, Vera. <laughs> Ended on yeah. Girl Gone Bad. It's true. Don't, I, I can't stand stinky closers. Mm-hmm. I, I, and the more Alex talks about it from the demo and being 78 to 84, don't just tack something on the album yeah. that doesn't fit. Just don't do it. I'd rather just you not. Just give me a shorter, stronger than album than something that doesn't fit. Especially something with one verse, half a chorus, and a minute 50 of guitar solo. Mm-hmm. And as much as I love Eddie's solos, I, I just, I remember listening to it and prep for the show. And I'm like, Oh, okay, that's the end. What was that? Nothing. It is just guitar solo yeah. done. Okay, yeah. Just uh, where's the rest? So it, yeah, forget it. it. It's so weird too because they've done this move on prior records, right? So they they did they ended my favorite Dave era Van Halen record with one foot out the door. Okay, and we all flush that fair, but. I feel like I didn't hate, I didn't dislike that move as much as I do here. Like here, it just seemed way kind of like, all right, now you're really just like tacking something on. It's almost like a bonus track. It's like, it's like right. if, if there was like a Japanese bonus track for this record, that's what this should have been. It like, it didn't need to be like in the actual world, right. like overall Some, track listing. Right. It just could have been like a feel- B-side. How do you feel about, and being that this is maybe the only Van Halen album to date with no covers, um, having Happy Trails in this album? Yeah, that would have worked. Left field? Uh, uh, I mean, it, 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 it probably fits Diver Down more, but I could see it being yeah. here. Yeah, I mean, I guess if, if, if it was kind of like... Uh... The like the band literally announcing to the world, okay, like this is the end. Bye. Yeah. Okay. Really. Yeah. Okay. Dave's gone. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they yeah. you on the nose. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. I mean, uh-huh. I have to say that uh, um, you guys might have brought my rating down from a nine point five to a nine. Hmm. Still love the album. Right. But, uh, maybe I just kind of glossed over a little bit of House of Pain in particular, and. Um, yeah, yeah I, again, I think Jimmy. it's, I yeah, know. yeah, I, I, again, yeah, House of Pain is just kind of, uh, uh, just a typical kind of, for an album that was very innovative and had a lot of, like, wow, kind of like, okay, they're, yeah, they're definitely kind of pulling in and kind of going, moving forward, where this really sure. ne- wasn't necessarily moving forward. I mean, again, I, I don't know if, if that was Alex that said, uh, like, as far as going back to 78, like, that kind of, uh, It's a weird, weird yeah. choice, yeah, mm-hmm. so... All right, let's uh, wrap this with the top 30 seconds of the album. What is our opener? And I will start. Um, no, Kevin starts. We're going inverse, love it, or flush it. Oof. Oh, no, because I had one in mind, and then you changed it, Mark, and now I can't remember exactly what 30 seconds that was. 
So you're just gonna go with the? What are you going with then? No. Uh, <laughs> this is the worst. I was hoping not to start. <laughs> All right, I'll start. I'll start. Right, okay. Well, I, okay. So as much as I talked up uh, that jump and kind of being that turning point to an arena rock Van Halen, I think I have to go with. I'm gonna just submit. Just throw this out there. See how it goes with the ending of Hot for Teacher. If there was a swan song to the yeah. era of Van Halen, I think that that might be it right there. Yeah, that's pretty good. What do you guys think? Uh, to be honest, I, I I didn't really think about this part too much just because it was so hard <laughs> to pick. Uh, maybe I did do my. Maybe this is the part where I forgot my homework. But uh, <laughs> but honestly, I I might have to agree with that. Like anything I would have came up with because we got to come up to a consensus. I feel like I could have been easily talked into that. I mean. I would want to pick something from like Girl Gone Bad or Drop Dead Lakes because those are my favorite songs on the record. But if you're like encapsulating the vibe of the record, yeah, I think either that or maybe, you know, one of the main synth lines and jump. But I, I, I could back that. So I'll go with that. Chris, where are you? Uh, where am I? Yeah. Oh, you mean oh, as far as with the discussion? <laughs> Nobody do their homework. No, no, no. No, I thought. Like, Oh, gee, no. that's a cool 30 seconds. <laughs> no, that, no, I, no, you, no, silence again. Oh, no, no, you, you, yeah, you phrased it like just to make sure that my, you know, my, my other mic didn't cut out. He's going to say it's oh. the, it's uh, the last 10 second fade out of House of Pain. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, just, to, yeah, just to stick it to the, uh, no. yeah, let's just totally drive this podcast off. I'm going to terminate um, jump, but my favorite po- portion of the whole album is the last 10 seconds of House of Pain. <laughs> I swear to God, if you, if you give your 30 seconds as jump, like, you're just. No, no. It, um, but it's the best 30 seconds. I, um, probably the last uh, 30 seconds of Panama, I think, is, again, I know, I mean, I love that song, but it's also kind of a great, uh, it's kind of, it's kind of representing the, kind of the fun and kind of light-hearted uh, aspects of this record. Let's uh, give it a listen. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Wrong, wrong song. <laughs> That's sad. <laughs> I don't know, it's just, as far as the vibe, I know it's just the uh, pretty much, yeah, the chorus, but uh, I don't know, I, I think it just kind of represents, yeah, the best of the, yeah, of the kind of poppiness of this record, and yeah. Sure, it's nice and heavy, too. It, so. it, it is heavy, so yeah, that, so that's my, uh, uh, yeah, that's my, yeah, pick again. It's, it's something everybody knows, it's something that, again, yeah, you get a room full or an arena full of people, everybody's singing it. Uh, it melds well again with the because there is a lot of that California vibe on here. Um, I think it's kind of the best repre- representation of the most energetic aspects of that kind of part of 
uh, the, the Van Halen thing on this record or however you want to phrase that. Uh, sure. Uh, yeah. Kevin, we're, we're even. Yeah. we got some time now to catch up. Is it to me? Because everybody's yep. cutting out. Okay. Um, yeah, I do remember actually what it was going to be. And it came to me when Mark played that section of Jump right after the solo, that light up the sky section that you were talking mm-hmm. about. And uh, that is one of the top. And then you played the ending of Hot for Teacher. And I think, you know, I'd like to be the tiebreaker in these. But I'm going to have to go with Mark and Alex on these. God, you almost, on this one. You almost swayed me. I forgot about that part of Jump. Like the, yeah. when he it starts okay. the synth solo. Yeah, where it goes. Yeah. Do into my voice. That's what I want. Can somebody just cue up that little synth solo? Is that right, easy right. to find real quick? I just I just need I to hear it. it. Just yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh. It, it's oh. golden though. Like yeah. Right here, right here. Best part. Chord right. This weird sour chord right there. Oh. And then slowly fades out right back into it. Oh. Ah, ah, ah. Man. That's tough, yeah. Dance. Mark, I, I may have to go. I may have to disagree with you, man. That is perfection. Perfection. Yeah. All right, Chris. Chris, it's up to Ooh, you now. We got Kevin and Alex on the same side. Let me make my case again. Forgot how okay. good. <laughs> it's just a little bit, a little bit. Soon. I mean, yeah. That's. I mean, as far as just the party rock, Dave. Uh, again, I keep using the word sensibility. I mean, that's yeah. You, you, I don't think you can really top that. Um, as far as I knew it. Yeah, you're leaving it up to the person who terminated jump. Yeah. It's not going to be no, jump. No, uh, yeah, but yeah, let me. But it, uh, yeah, but as far as yeah, as far as where the band was going and kind of setting the tone of uh, yeah, kind of where they were heading. Funny that I terminated jump. Uh, oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. It's uh, slipping out of my fingers. Sad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you think. I mean, yeah, you think of the 1984. You think of that kind of that keyboard. Yeah, again, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of latching onto my keyboard sensibilities here. Yeah, I, I think jump, uh, if, uh, or that that part in jump, I think really kind of demonstrate where the band was at at that time. Probably in the best. Yes. Oh, and that's why. Get out of my. Ah. And I want to, because I know I, I, I know I kill jump. And it's not that I, again, because this is a very, this is a very strong record. Chris, yes, you did it. Yeah, can we disconnect that? Uh, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank God I can't see him. I'm sure. Yeah. I, I'm <laughs> so, I am yeah. so glad that you did that, Chris. Thank you so much. No, it's okay. But I, funny enough, because I terminated that song. I, 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 and that was, that was a reluctant terminate just because, and again, it was more because it's just a song I've heard a million times, not taking anything away. Yeah, from the song itself. But yeah, that synth line is very iconic. Again, you immediately hear it. 
and you think you can just picture the video in your head. I mean, literally, it's like, yeah, it's just that last. Okay, you uh, know what we just did yeah. right now? We Whatever listeners we have of this show, whoever <laughs> is a Dave guy, just hit the button. Yeah. They yeah. just, uh, every one, two, three, jump, you're out of here. At least I got some redeeming grace with my hot for teacher say. Right, but you don't, you know what? No, I, and, I, and again, uh, not to take anything away from hot for teacher, but yeah, I don't necessarily, I mean, when I think of hot for teacher, I think of like the first 30 or so seconds yeah just the kind of yeah just alex's uh motorcycle drumming and then that clean riff that comes in i mean that's what i i don't really necessarily the first thing that doesn't jump into my head is not the last 30 seconds of that song um yeah yeah uh, and again and and again that's again that's a personal opinion i'm not taking anything away from your uh yeah because again that's your personal opinion for your love of that song uh but again when you think of jump you think of again and again, yeah, me latching onto my uh, keyboard sensibilities. I mean, you, yeah, that whole part that Alex pointed out, it just really just jumps. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. there, there well, it is. I mean, if anyone, yeah. anybody, Kevin, Alex, any yeah. final thoughts, any change decisions? Mm, no, it, no it, I, 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 so. I wish you got You got to thank Kev for that. I, I was about to avoid that. I was about to yeah. just totally yeah. not even think about that point. Yeah. And then they're, he they're, beautifully reminded me. And yeah, they're they're both great. It's just I have to go with kind of the stronger kind of as Look, far as what really incredible album. And it is. Yeah. yeah. Take 30 seconds from it is tough. Yeah. Something the funniest that, part yeah. is that I was about to throw my head in with the hot for teacher pick yeah. and i thought oh what's that other part and then yeah, yeah. i can go with yeah, hot for teacher and then great. <laughs> the tide oh, yeah, turned yeah and again i mean that that is a great dave moment but i think there have been other uh, examples of yeah dave like kind of that fun kind of dave with the guitars and drums at the end of the song where it's more most more of him just kind of being himself versus actually singing uh, i mean he's done it a lot before uh, it, was Mark, yeah. it was Mark Stalingrad. Yeah, that's yeah. Cubs choke. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw. Like, I'm gonna yeah. throw Rogers a little something. Bomb. I'm gonna throw a little yeah, something but, into our chat here. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if there's a way to sync this up, but I'm playing the uh, my favorite part of Jump right here from the '95 Toronto show, and I'm watching it right now, and I'm just getting chills. Like the guy. <laughs> yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. How heavy it gets. That it chord is so huge. No, the best is that the guy with the hands up in the air right here. Yeah. And, and I, that's me. Yeah. Perfect. He does I mean, this. Yeah. And watch the, the, the slow fade out. The fade out right here with the aerial yeah. shot. Yeah. <laughs> all right well we'll get into that next uh, just album, edit that uh, in just Sandy make that the yeah. whole episode but yeah, Loop it. but yeah you got again you've got the again you've got the guitar and the and the synth just kind of that's what i love i mean that's what i when, I when i look for a lot of new synth pop and synth rock i mean i look for those two combinations there yeah. and i and again i know i terminated the song though again that was reluctantly but I, again i can appreciate yeah from as far as when i first heard the song years ago what i what I uh, came away from it, it was stuff. It, it were those elements. Here's of, a yeah, final yeah, thought here. Yeah. Um, you know, and I don't know. This might be blasphemous, or it might be fitting based yeah. on where we're headed with the uh, the discography discussion next. But um, do we take the thirty seconds of this song from the live version and make it our opener? Oh, that would, mm. that would 
I, well, I, I can't. Yeah, I, I as much as Alex loves it, I have to say no. I, know, I still I, not that that's not a great re- interpretation or representation. I still yeah, the studio version still kind of that tickles my uh, musical yeah, funny bone. I'd probably yeah. have to agree, just because it is it's a Dave record and it's almost uh, sacrilegious, maybe to some, to play the Sammy version. Not saying well, that we can I leave like Sammy out. I'm just saying we use yeah, that not, solo, that live Alex yeah, and I, Eddie. I, I personally just like. It. I don't yeah. even think about who's singing it. I just nice. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah and there's yeah there, there playing the, maybe one of the greatest guitars of all time. But it just is, yeah. I can't. We'll, we'll, we'll get to the '95 era, but just the that tone is just it beefs that section up. So that's why I love it. It's not so much that Sammy's singing it, but sure. All right, well, yeah, I mean, that, that uh, wraps the Dave era. It's been uh, quite a journey. I mean, they were putting out basically an album a year. And, uh, you know, we'll get into this maybe in a final rap show for Van Halen. But, um, you know, as a guy who was always a Sammy guy, a Van Hagar guy, call me a wuss, call me a soft rocker, whatever you want to, you know, like I, I'm, I, you know, I have a new appreciation for the Dave era after covering this and um, just some of the deeper dives into some of the deeper tracks and this, the more intricate things that were going on with the band. I really appreciate that, um, that fresh look at it for me. And I would say that, uh, you know, I don't know, you know, who knows what the future will bring with this discussion and how I'll change my mind on the Sammy albums, but, uh, you know, it's what we got coming next. So stay tuned. We are changing gears and we will be back at you with 5150.